you're live. That's your cue, Joe. No, that's you. You're starting us off, remember? No, I thought you said you were starting off. I said you. I said Tyler will start us off. And, all right, well, well Joe's checking his profile. All right, well, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is Fans of Power. I don't know what episode it is, but it's a brand new episode, and that's all that matters at this point. Number number so, one, 145. There we 145. go. 145. We're close to 150. I'll be damned. All right, 145. Thank you, Nasty Nate. Yes, 145 Offensive Power. I'm Tyler Baker. Joe Amato is here, and our uh, producer, Nathan Kennedy, will be joining us momentarily after he uh, takes a big shit. Um, <laughs> you hate me for that one there. Uh, we're here to, uh, before, this is our fan appreciation. We tried to do this at least once a year. You know, if it does well, I mean, does, this one does well. Who said we couldn't do it a couple times a year? But this is our third fan appreciation episode, and uh, we'll be getting into fan questions uh, after we kind of discuss what uh, the shenanigans were and goings-ons of uh, the PowerCon that went on, uh, or that's still currently going on while me and Joe were sitting in our homes, in our in our caves of power, our He-Man caves, instead of, uh, you know, hanging out and chewing the fat and discussing uh, the wonders of He-Man with uh, Danielle and Axel and Val and James and so on and so forth and the, yeah, the many that... Uh, We'll definitely get into all that good stuff. But first, you're right. Let's say hello to some of the people that are in the chat room. We have Zen Tron. We have Adam Gabbert. We have Brad Collins. We have Zen Brown and Kevin Sharp. And let me just scroll down just to make sure. If hey, Kevin's here. All right. Exactly. And also, uh, we say uh, birthday boy in the building for Zen Brown. Well, happy birthday. And also, I want to say happy belated birthday to JSP, who usually joins us in the chat room as well. So his birthday was yesterday. So I guess, yeah, got some birthdays this weekend for well, PowerCon, huh? I like that. We're like the local news. we got to do our, our birthday shout outs for people uh, joining us here on the podcast. That's, that's happy birthday to both those guys. That's, that's, uh, exactly. that's pretty it's cool. A- if we had food coupons, we'd send them to you. We'll see that on TV where it's like, Wendy's would like to say happy birthday to this person and this person. Yeah. And since you're part of the birthday club, you get a free <laughs> Frosty. So, but well, no free Frosties or anything like that. But before we do get into all fan questions, because like I said, this episode's all for you guys. So you can just post as many questions as you want in the chat room or cover, or excuse me, cover them all. We also have some uh, questions from earlier, but we're just going to get into some of the PowerCon stuff because, wow, it's, I, I tell you, whether there's things people loved or hated, you can't deny that they had something for almost every fan that you can imagine, meaning their little me- mega construct figures that they showed. And they showed some new ones like Strato, Scare Glow, I couldn't remember who else, but needless to say, they had some mega constructs. They showed some unique, like maybe multi packs of all of them. They showed a mega constructs Wind Raider. It's like, okay, damn, there you go. That's pretty cool. So they got something for fans that might want those. Then out of nowhere, they showed giants. And you remember Maddie releasing those giants just a little oh. while ago? Uh, yeah, where they had, you know, He Man and Skeletor and Zodak. Oh. Well, now they're showing, it's like, well, the good thing is, some people absolutely hated the face sculpt on that He Man for the Maddie giant. Out of all the giants, for some reason, his face was just off for that one that was, you know, released years ago. Well, now they have one that looks exactly like the vintage head. And they're going to use that body to not only do He Man, but do Prince Adam. Do a Wonder Bread He-Man that has the black Zodak armor to do a Faker and also do a Slime Pit He-Man. And I'm not sure if I was missing any of them, but these are giants. Now, all these things, of course, it's not like set in stone to where, bam, you are getting them. This is all stuff of where you got a hashtag Mattel, hashtag Mattel, we want more Masters, we want more Shiri, we want more this, whatever. There's a lot of different hashtags. But they showed that. 
Then they showed more of the 12-inch dolls that they had, uh, where they had, you remember they had Shiro a few years ago. Well, now they showed Glimmer, they showed Catcher, they showed Evelyn, they showed the Sorceress, and they showed He-Man. Now, of everybody that was shown, as at least what I've seen from a lot of posts and groups, and including when I just seen stuff on my wall, everybody enjoyed the looks of the dolls, but they didn't really get much into He-Man because they like his loincloth. It's going to be actual fur. His the on his boots, it's going to be fur. But it's like I couldn't tell what direction they were going. Meaning, okay, if this is a dial line, and every one of the females has cloth and also has rooted hair, He-Man has sculpted hair, and it looks strange within the context of the line. And it's the one that people aren't really that pleased about. They love the looks of all the other dolls, but people are having issues with the design of He-Man again. These are concepts. They're not set in stone. I'm quickly, like I said, rambling. And then, of course, me and Tyler will discuss the stuff. But so they showed that as well. So they showed three different styles of stuff like that. Then here came, I, I got to get Super 7. The one thing I got a kick out of uh, Super 7, well, first they showed Eldor and Hero. And they showed them like how they would look on their package. And thank God they're going to have the Power of Grayskull's packaging. So that's a, a super plus. But... People have been saying about Eldor, they said, why does his head or his hood, you know, his hood look gigantic and his beard looks kind of pointed, like something looks strange. Again, I'm not there in person to really tell. I can't get the angles of it, but I'm sure hopefully before it's released, it'll look, you know, hopefully perfect. And Hero, people have been questioning, will he have the gold chrome armor that he was supposed to have? Because that wasn't shown. I guess we'll find out. But... They had one thing I got a kick out of. They showed a robot He-Man, of course, from the episode where Man-at-Arms had to make the Despairing ro- act. There you go. Or, yeah, where he had to make the robot He-Man to take the place of He-Man. And when you've seen that crazy robot face, they're going to do that in their old uh, fi- in the five-and-a-half-inch style, along with they showed packaged Beast-Man and Man-at-Arms in the filmation five-and-a-half-inch style. Beyond that, I don't think Super 7 showed anything else, but I may be wrong, and that's where I'll pass it to you. And we can give our thoughts on all the lines, but was there anything else from Super 7? No. So the word, okay, yeah, because I know a lot of people are waiting. I don't really, they're I waiting don't, for I don't have anything else to say about it. I'm, I got, I got more negative to share than anything. I don't, I don't have as much positive as I was. I was banking on having a lot of positive things to say um, just because I assumed, and maybe that's my problem. I just assumed there would be better things revealed. Um, were you hoping to see six and a half inch the other like uh classics figures? Oh wait, I, was, wait. I, I, huh? I didn't mean to interrupt you. One more thing that I was going to mention about the reveals. First, also hello to Jabber D, uh, DG in nineteen seventy five Wolverine, and uh, I think I said hi to JD Gibson. I just want to make sure. And Grimbot's here as well, as is Alberto Merto. I hope I said your last name right. I pray I did. And Motu fan number one uh, is here. So thank you all for joining us. But the good piece of news is Mattel, not Super 7, Mattel also showed Jaga and they showed. Um, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up, but since it's not technically He Man, but. You know. Yeah, well, I have to because people wonder about Jaga and Groom. They were figures that we were expected to get way back when Mattel was doing the, you know, Thundercats classics figures. Well, now, Mattel is still doing, not Super 7, Mattel is, so it looks like there could be, you know, obviously, is there interest in are they going to make now more Thundercats figures? Because people were clamoring for those, saying, man, there's so many we didn't get, and I want them in that six and a half inch style. So it looks like it's a possibility, I, and I'm sure you've seen that, which is great, you know, to finally get those, you know, the rest of them. But you go ahead, Tyler. I'm not quite sure where they're getting their info from. I, I feel like anybody in the 
the toy slash animation industry ought to know after the, the backlash of the Thundercats Roar trailer that was put out, just how rabid Thundercat fans are to have something that treats it with respect. And I, I hope they're not wondering, do people still want more Thundercat classics? And then throw out tons and tons and tons and tons of He-Man variant after variant after variant after variant after variant. And we're like the, those those giant sized figures, they were they were still on sale. I mean, for who knows how long they couldn't get rid of those things. Not to mention having a giant figure that doesn't have the mini comic in the back of it. It just looks so incomplete. It just felt like that's something that I know some people liked them, but they they weren't like a a fan demanded thing. It was just kind of like a I guess a, a novelty people thought was kind of cool, but didn't really pay off. And I tell you what the problem is with He-Man's doll is He-Man being a doll. He's not supposed to be a damn doll. So that's your first mistake, let alone the fact that he just looks like a very emasculating version of He-Man. He looks very small and compact and with with excessively furry loincloth and boots. It just looks he looks disproportional. He looks completely wrong. He's got no business being a part of I mean, hell, with all the female characters between He-Man and She-Ra. Why do they feel like they we got to throw He-Man in there? It's like we got to meet He-Man and Ken doll. You know, it just, it doesn't, you don't just, if you want to do the whole female doll thing, throw in Glimmer, Casaspello, Frosta, Catra, Shadow Weaver, uh, God, uh, 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 Queen Elmora, I mean, uh, 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 Lady Valtteri. God, the, the list goes on and on of women that, would, that you could put in a doll line if, if that's what you want to do. But He-Man needs to go. I do not want to see the most powerful man in the universe and my favorite fictional character of all time presented as a doll. Um, and I, I just, I, you know, I was thrilled to hear about Hero and Eldor finally being greenlit. Their pre-orders will be after that. All right, finally we're on the road to that. But then um, I just wasn't too thrilled with anything, everything else that was displayed. I'm just kind of like underwhelmed with just more variants. You know, I know we were told about Beastman and Man at Arms, but I still kind of feel like we're still getting more variants. Like, why can't we get an Icer, a Strong Arm, a Lizard Man, or a Malacta, or uh, a Slamurai in, you know, vintage form? I just, I just feel so underwhelmed when we're still being given. Hey, are you interested in more variants, people? And it's just like I, I can't get excited about that. I just, I'm, I'm just tired of. The same stuff being presented all the time. If they they want to venture into new territories, but they just want to keep giving us the same stuff over and over again. So, I just I'm sure for people that were there, it was great to see all that stuff. But being here on the other side of the country and hoping to see Collector's Choice and with Mattel being there, you think they're going to have some bigger plans? And it's just those giants that are don't leave any impression on me. Just more variants. I hope to God they're not just going to finish with just Grun and Jaga, because I want Rotaro, I want the Berserkers, I want the Lunatax, oh, yeah. I want Pumira and Bengali and Pumira. I mean, not Pumira, uh, uh, Chitara. You know, Kevin knows what I'm talking about. Did we even uh, get Tigra? Just, Did Tiger even come no, out? No, we haven't got Tiger either. So yeah. I just held the core group of Thundercats alone in the the three mutants and Mom-Ra in, in uh, ever-living form. To not have those, I feel like we need the ever living of anything. Definitely, we need yeah, they, living form. That'd be massive. Yeah, they they can't. I, I just I really hope that's their way of saying, look, you know, we're sorry we let it go. That was due to poor management on our part, due to some you know goof who 
So I don't want to do Thundercats anymore. We got to do more Hot Wheels and Barbies. Yeah, because I don't so know all the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, first let me say hello to Fedmon, Jason Lafferty in the chat room as well. They joined us, and so did Delvis seventy eight and He Man World. Hey, I wonder who He Man World is. But um, no, <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe he's a captain of something. Captain, he's a captain. Yeah. It could be. But no, so thank you all for joining us. But yeah, that's when I don't really, like I said, when it comes to all the rights and things, you know, I've just seen so many fans. It's, you know, they're quite confused. I mean, like anybody would be wondering, okay, we thought Mattel was possibly done and Super 7 was taking over everything. But then you're seeing Mattel come back with other things and possible lines that could be. But then I don't know. What, what does that mean? It's like, do they only have the rights to do certain kind of variants? Well, remember, remember like can't... Super 7, they couldn't do Thundercats because Warner Bros. wanted too much money for the license to do Thundercats. So Super 7 just said, okay, we'll just stick with He-Man. So, I mean, Mattel's got the money to do that, which obviously someone, someone in the one of the higher-ups felt that they need to continue on with Thundercats. And hopefully by saying, here's Grun and Jaga, who you were supposed to have gotten, that's our way of saying yeah. Are you guys? You we want to still do this. We need you guys to show support for it, so we can continue on with this, and hopefully, they'll let the horsemen, you know, continue on and do what they do best. And I'm sure there's going to be a demand, yeah. and I think that the Thundercats Classics line is definitely going to be hot and continue. But see, it also goes to other things to. You know, where I don't know how rights work with meaning even scales of things, because I've seen so many people. Okay, for an example, you know, with Funko showing all those five and a half inch styles of upcoming Thundercats, Conan, the horror figures, did Mortal Kombat and Zorn. Some people said, wow, I'd love to see Funko do five and a half inch He-Man, but Funko's the one that's doing five and a half inch there. And then also at one time, I thought Brian Flynn, when they were saying, Hey, do you think it's possible that we could see other figures in the five and a half inch scale like you're doing with the, the you know, filmation, you know, He-Man figures? And he made it sound like we were hoping to get Thundercats, but somebody got it. So I'm thinking, does he mean because of Funko? Maybe. See, that's when I don't know. I mean, can certain companies only have basically the rights of making certain scales? Or was he referring to and he couldn't let it out of the bag of saying, well, Mattel is going to be making six. It and may, half, maybe that's the watch, case. You know? Maybe that's the case, because I, I'd imagine Warner Brothers does a separate license for Funko to do the five and a half and then a separate license to Mattel to do the classic style. Cause they're two different size figures, two different figures all together. Yeah. It's like mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, but I, it just sounded like they were just asking too much for super seven to, to, you know, to do business with. Um, do you but, think um, there's a possibility hypothetically again, now we know at one time with all the Maddie exclusives, remember that was an online you know, set of figures that you could get, you know, you couldn't buy at the stores. I'm just wondering though, with Mattel, like let's hypothetically say that they did get the green light and they started doing the giants and also those mm. dolls and also those, uh, maybe some five and a half inch figures for themselves if they wanted, because they teased with smaller ones of those Would those maybe go to retail. And also would it mean a cheaper price? Because we knew we were paying a higher uh, price for the online exclusive because it was just that it was exclusives, but by taking it to retail, could it lower just like other companies have a kind of cheaper set of prices at the stores compared to online, you know, since it could be mass produced. That's what I mean. I mean, God forbid, there's no way I would want to walk into the store, see all those giants and pay 75, 75, 75, like dear God. I remember they popped up at GameStop, I think when they started getting clearanced out and they were 20 or 25 bucks you know, something like that could maybe invite people more in to buy. But those prices of 75, I think they'd be too scary for people to want to keep going. And plus, I just couldn't picture having a new line dedicated to hypothetically 
20 to 50 giants. I mean, looking back, I mean, there's no room. Could you picture anybody having 50 of these giant figures? Well, yeah, and not to mention nothing but variants. It's all variants. You know, we're not getting Spike or, or Clamp Champ or Blade or Clawful or Jitsu. It's just advertising a bunch of He-Mans. And I don't, I'm not interested in a Slime Pit He-Man. I don't need another anti-attorney He-Man. I don't need a giant Prince Adam. I just, I just, I'm not that I'm saying to take, to, to, take that option away from fans. I just kind of feel like you feel like you want something new or different, a new character. Give us something else. You know, I I just feel like, look, they tried that card. It wasn't a giant success because you just said they were had to dump the things. They were still lingering around on Maddie collector till the site closed down. It just clearly looked like they just weren't a big, because the price point was too much. They're, they're big items. It's almost like you could get, maybe one character or two characters something like i don't know i just i just felt it's just like be more of stuff that just wasn't a a hot item when it was presented the first time like i'm sure people thought it was cool but not cool enough to collect you know and yeah, to just like see that the, you're right even the same thing with that giant i mean with the shira doll which was freaking awesome with all the different interchangeable stuff she had but when she was first shown, it was as a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Again, I think 75 bucks. Then they ended up with like over a thousand at close to yeah. overstock of her. What did they do? They put her at clearance on the Maddie website for like 25 bucks or something. Then people were snatching them up. Again, that line will, I mean, it looks cool, but I think you'd have to put that in retail. And if you put them at the price of 20 to 25 bucks, and if let's say even the highest degree, 30 they could probably sell those pretty well, but if they were to say, okay, you're going to get Catcher, and now you're going to get Natasha and all these, and they're 75 bucks, that's a lot of money. I think it's all going to come to the price, and if these things are retail or if they're online or what they're doing with them. Yeah, if they're going to do it, they need they, they can't expect to just gouge fans because assuming, or just assume that all He-Man fans have got endless deep wallets packed with cash that just uh, charge whatever you want. We're all foolish and throw whatever, you know, we'll, we'll throw anything you want at us. It's just, you know, if that hadn't shown you before that these items, they may look cool, but they're not practical and the prices just, they aren't helping. So I, I, I'm hoping if they're going to push through with it, they're going to make it worthwhile for fans to feel like they can feel comfortable enough to support something like that. And it not just go, fail and then mattel continues to look well i guess these fans just aren't as hardcore as we thought you know they don't want to buy our giant he-man figures and our dolls well can the line put it in the vault we'll go back we'll bring max steel back or something like that you know it just i really hope that they're not just assuming that this you know barbie slash we can't do anything unless it's the same mold over and over again mentality you know it it, it they it worked so well from the 80s i just hope they will continue to not think that if it ain't a variant, we can't sell it. You know, I just, I, I just felt like Mattel has carried that mentality for so long with a lot of the toys. Not all of them, but they really pushed the variants. Of course, that's a common practice with all toy lines. But man, sometimes I just feel like Mattel really pushes it hard. Yeah. Again, um, I would love to know more of all the behind-the-scenes stuff and legal issues of why they do things. But like I said, I commend them at least for they showed up and they gave you a lot of different scales of things that possibly, with fan interest, could happen. And again, they might not even happen at all, but. It was just different for the eyes. Like I said, seeing so many different scales from mega constructs to the giants, the dolls, the five and a half inch stuff from Super 7. I mean, there was quite a variety of things. But I guess, again, we'll see how it goes with what fans think when they say we want this hashtag, whatever it may be they want. But again, has to be a good price point. And if it was at retail, 
you might have a good chance of selling a lot. Maybe it could lead to bigger and better things, possibly. So, well, yeah, and I will say this: if if everything that I was, you know, against tonight is that sold at a decent price point, sells well, then you know what? I get no complaints. But yeah. I felt like with a lot of stuff, like like you said too, was all sold too high. They couldn't get rid of it, and here here they are again. So I, you know, I'll. I've said my piece, and I won't say anything else about it until the, a price is announced. Not that I have no intentions of buying diamonds, because I thought they were kind of cool. But then yeah. I have like a a fake mini comic backing in the pack in the, in the package. It just looks so without some sort of filling. It helps. It does. It helps. It, it does help with the display because not to again, not to whore myself because I usually don't do that on the podcast. But I'll say something is when I made a giant scare glow for uh, John Itis when I made. I had to sculpt the head. I made a cake. But what I did, I made a big, giant mini-comic of the search for Keldor and put that cover and back. And it sure did jazz up the packaging. So, yeah, if they had some faux mini-comic, however you pronounce that, that would be kind of cool. But also, before we start getting into all these fan questions, I want to say hello to Jason Bean, Justin Hume, Eric Amon, and T-Dog have also joined us in the chat room. So, thank you all for joining us. And, well, like I said, we're now we're going to start getting into fan questions, anything you want to ask. But before we get those... We might have uh, somebody who records a show for us join us as well. And plus, we had some online questions that we had from Facebook that we'll do first, and then we'll get to yours. But maybe, uh, Nathan, would you like to join us for the fan part of the show? Yeah. Hello. I'm here. All right. Goodbye. That was good enough. Get off the show. All right. <laughs> well, see you guys later. It's brilliant, really a lot of fun. Brilliant. Where does he come up with these, these cute questions and answers? Exactly. So, uh, all right. Well, Tyler, why don't you start off with one of the questions you received from who it was, what it was, and we can cover that. Um, I got two from Dell Short, and I can just throw them, throw them out to you uh, both. Um, Dell wanted to know what kind of archetypes that we have uh, yet to see in Master of the Universe. You know, like kinds of characters like, uh, like for me, uh, like he mentions like centaurs or a giant of some kind. And also, who'd win in a fight between Merman and the Tiger Sharks? Okay, well, uh, to cover the first one, I I've always said it, and I'll say it again. I, I just think some kind of gargoyle-looking warrior would look so damn cool within, you know, maybe in a belly, you could hide within, you know, some of the stone structures and then come out to be then, you know, alive. I don't know, some, a gargoyle, there's a lot of different options, but I don't know, a gargoyle always seemed to attract me after, I think Chris Pacone did an amazing gargoyle concept years ago that looked freaking amazing. And after he did that, it's it's really stuck in my head. I think that's why I haven't even done a custom of one. It's like I, of course, nobody owns the rights to gargoyle designs, but I always felt like, man, if I make a gargoyle, I feel like I'd be copying Chris's design. So that's why I actually haven't done one, believe it or not. But a gargoyle would be kind of cool. I like to see a werewolf, of course, uh, a, a, an evil bug. Like I know Hordak has mosquito, but I always felt Skeletor needed someone that could fly. So I almost feel like an evil counterpart to buzz off, like a, an actual fly, kind of like, you know, and not, uh, you know, kind of like Baxter Stockman or Jeff Goldblum's fly, yeah. you know, a, a very gross, gangly fly, you know, that flies around and does uh, uh, spy work uh, it's and funny surveillance you say for that. Skeletor. It, no, and you know what's even bizarre about that? I couldn't remember if it was a hero or a villain, but do you remember, I think, it was, I don't know which Toy Story, if it was part two, but they did a character called Twitch, and it was a green fly warrior, and it was based on basically a He-Man design hmm. that they made. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. You say a fly, and they did a fly. I just couldn't remember if it was a hero or a villain, but yeah, I think a fly would look kind of freaky, actually. Yeah, I just I, I just kind of felt like Skeletor just someone that would fly for him. Now, granted, I mean, there's a different 
concept. You could do a, a, a bat character, like a flat out actual bat. But uh, I, I think a bug, like some sort of, which I, I know uh, there's uh, in the hero uh, Bible, I think for like the new villains and stuff like that, there was a, uh, a uh, bug eye or, or something like that. There, there, I think there was a, a concept for an evil bug character, but one, one that would fly and, 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 and that would be like a, uh, like how Jitsu and Fistu are, this guy would be like a an evil warrior to uh, buzz off and kind of setting oh, a, a rivalry. I, I say, yeah, I agree because I used to say it too. I was like, man, I never realized. I mean, we have Stratos, we have Buzz Off, you know, the heroes that can fly. I was like, Skeletor doesn't have an evil flying warrior. I used to think of that as a kid all the time. I was like, nobody flies, it sucks, but oh yeah, that would be good. And real quick, uh, the next question that you said where it'd be Merman against a uh, Tiger Shark. That's yeah, he, he said Merman against the Tiger Sharks, which I, I, I'm assuming he, I don't know if he meant all the villains or all the heroes or, or what, but I, I'm always going to pick a He-Man character over any other uh, crossover just because He-Man's he at the top of the mountain. He's like the Shao Kahn on, on the Mortal Kombat ladder. Like, that's the top of the mountain. And Merman, in my eyes, would defeat all the villains of Tiger Sharks, all the heroes <laughs> of Tiger Sharks. And the reason uh, I, buy, I bow out of that question myself is because I don't even remember Tiger Sharks that well from when I was a kid, so I know nothing of their I, I don't. I don't know much about them. I've seen, you know, like the intro. I've seen a lot of the toys. I've seen some of them in person. I mean, they're awesome. It's an awesome looking cartoon and great looking toys. But uh, not to say that it wouldn't be a great fight. But uh, I'm always going to pick Merman just because you know it's he's the evil ocean warlord, master of the sea. So, so therefore, in my eyes, he, he would be triumphant no matter what. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I again have no clue. Uh, Nathan, if you want to pop in to say your two uh, cents, if you actually know the Tiger Sharks or what you think, because I know nothing. I, I know nothing on the Tiger Sharks. I think that uh, a Chris Pratt version in five and a half inch. Is that be... why you did this? Wait, I think I just what? figured out. I'm going to let something to everybody. Because Nathan was like, hey, you think maybe I could join you for this episode of the Fans of Power? You know, we could talk. I was like, hey, yeah, that'd be great. After I gave him some shit, of course. And now I see why. See, he wants to turn this into a half-hour side rant. He loves bringing up Chris Pratt because he knows that's Tyler's trigger. When he hears it, Tiger, or excuse me, Tiger, Tyler usually loses his, his mind. So uh, is that going to work, Tyler, or are you not going to bite, I hope? I don't think he's going to bite on this one. No. He's quiet. That means he's not quiet. I'm not even going to dignify that bullshit with an answer. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, again, before we get to... Well, I'm going to answer or try to do a couple of these questions before I forget, and then we can still get back to... Uh, we can, I'll tell you what, we'll get back to some of the ones that were uh, sent to us, because I want to try to keep up with what's going on in the chat. Yeah, let's do it. But Yeah, Motu fan number one says, how do you uh, guys feel about the reproduction weapons that people are now producing for the vintage toy line? Well, I mean, I guess if you uh, just... Well, if you mean like if somebody's needing a staff for Scareglow or a certain weapon and somebody can mass produce those or, you know, do it for people who maybe can't afford them online and if they're cheaper. I mean, I think that's great. I mean, obviously, if somebody is not trying to sell it as official because that can at times leads to confusion and stuff. But if people are just doing this and letting people know, hell, this is a custom, it's a repro and hey, you need it for that figure and it's a cheaper price. I see nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's great that fans can help each other out for, you know, doing something like that. I don't know about you, Tyler, but I think that's fine. Yeah, I'm cool with that because I've seen weapons on when I do searches on eBay and stuff, and some some of those scalpers. I mean, they're, they're really trying to gouge people. Oh, it's a vintage weapon, thirty five bucks, ten bucks, fifteen bucks, just for the weapon. You know, I, I just you know, if you want to increase the price, if it comes with the figure, fine. But the charge so much for just the weapon, I, I just it's just I the, think the whole trooper just, staff. 
Yeah, I, I remember the trooper staffs for the Horde Troopers at one time. They were going for like 25 each for a staff. I was like, Jesus, oh, that's for, yeah, for a damn staff? And to find that goofy little pistol for the Castle Grayskull weapons rack, that was like going 30 to 50 at times when eBay was going nuts with it. So, hell, if you can repro that little pistol for somebody for, you know, five bucks or something, go right ahead. I'd Say rather support a guy that's just doing it to help fans out and wants to make a little extra cash. I'd support course. that instead of going on eBay and supporting some I, I always just I've always like look at scalpers as like the equivalent of like the Nazis to Indiana Jones. Scalpers are like that to us He-Man fans and toy collectors. Like they're just guys who are just in it for the money. It belongs in a museum, you know, so do you. That kind of mentality. You know, that's like like we're all Indiana Joneses. There's always a belloc asshole there who's trying to take what we got and charge a whole lot of money for it. You know, that's what and then he's got a bunch of naked natives running around to do his bidding for him too. So. I think I think that it's fine until the, the it, it comes across if they start doing the repros and then passing them off on eBay as originals, then that's when it really becomes a problem. And that, that you know that happens a lot, especially uh, with vintage video games. It happens all the time. You look on there for a cart, and some people have got them on eBay, and then it turns out that it's it's just a fake reproduction. So yeah, that's as, long, as long as they do it for the fans, then that's. No, and it's that's true, and that can even that's even the case half the time with customs. There was a time when somebody made a beautiful looking vintage Shadow Weaver and put it on a custom carded vintage Masters of the Universe card back. And this was, you know, early on in the days of eBay and the internet, and some people were thinking, I didn't know Shadow Weaver came out and they would bid on this thing and go up to eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. And this person nowhere in the listing ever said this was a custom or put a logo on a custom card. Somebody was calling them out on eBay saying, you know, that's not real. This is a custom. You should, you know, tell people that's misleading. After that, you started seeing, bam, logos on things. I've done it from the start. I've never wanted to come across as saying, hey, look at this, man. You guys are getting official vintage, you know, Icer or Fang Man. It's like, no, I'll put that logo on there to let you know it's a custom. So, yeah, because things can, yeah, they can get shifty at times. But, all right. Well, thank you for that one. Now, uh, this one is, let's see, Zentron. He just said, Lion-O versus He-Man. Well, I got to go He-Man, but, you know, the thing is, I always say, see, when, when people, like, want to go nuts, say, man, this was so great, because that Thundercats-He-Man crossover was just as much as I It wasn't a crossover. It, it was an abomination. Crossover. It was a, an abomination. The art I loved. But what did they have to do? They had to make a part in that comic where somehow Lion-O gets power where he's just as strong as He-Man. I'm like, see, you did this. Now when they have these versus battles... Everybody's gonna say, "Look at this scene in that comic. They showed Lionel was just strong as He-Man." No, He-Man. That's the person I'm choosing. Of course, he's the most powerful man in the universe. But no, against Lionel, I think he'd take him out. I'm not get, saying Lionel sucks because Lionel is a fantastic character. But combining and crossing those two universes, I'd say yes, He-Man would take the edge. But that's what I'd say. I'm making it a draw because I love Lionel so much, and I, I would, I would have the fight end abruptly, like. Kind of like how uh, in uh, Marvel vs. DC where the fight between Captain America and Batman was broken up due to a uh, overflow of water in the sewer when they're in the middle of fighting, so there was no clear winner. That's how I would do with that, because I, I don't want to deliberately sit there and say that He-Man would just crush Lion-O, because I look at it from their, their kind of personalities, you know, that they're, they're good guys. They're not cold-blooded killers. Oh, no, I never like yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I just I see it as that, you know, strength-wise, yeah, I think He-Man is clearly stronger. Not to say that Lionel is going to give him a good long fight, but I, 
I'm just going to make it a fight that ends abruptly because I, I, I don't want to see He-Man topple he, you know, Lion-O, but lion is definitely not going to topple Skeletor. I mean, uh, He-Man. That's just Lion-O won't be He-Man, but I, I, I guess that's my way of saying you know it's it. It would probably <laughs> you're pretty you're pretty much picking He-Man. <laughs> I know, I know. Like I said, but I I'm know. saying if they're I'm saying they were fighting, and the last punch that gets thrown would be by He-Man. But before Lion-O could get back up. The fight ends abruptly by an invasion of the mutants or the, the evil warriors come in, so they can't actually finish the fight, and then they're forced to team up. You know. All right, so no, I got you. No, that, that's I got how you. I would do it. I because I, I, it's just one of those things. That it's fun to see them fight, but you know what? It serves no purpose to make a clear winner because Thundercat fans are going to feel one way, He-Man fans are going to feel another. I love both those properties with all my heart, so that's the kind of fight that I would stitch if I was given the the pin. To write a, a dignified and intelligent uh, He-Man Thundercat crossover, I, I would give the edge to He-Man unless it's Lionel from Thundercats Roar. Then it's definitely Lionel. Oh, oh, oh yeah, because he just killed himself. <laughs> I, Tyler, just to have pale you himself caught... on the power sword and end it right there. Have you caught on what's going on, Tyler? Nathan's doing it every time now. He's trying triggers. <laughs> well, this next he's one, just, he's just God. He's just, he's, oh, he's just like, it's like Sean, Sean interviewing. Jim Cornette just asking him, hey, so who's on your shit list? Like, all you're doing is just doing the same things to just stir me up. <laughs> He's doing it. He's doing it on purpose. Well, this one, I know we won't have much to say on this one. This one, it's an interesting thing that I remember noticing, and I don't know if it's just, let's say, again, an artist seeing something, maybe not knowing what to draw and why to draw something with, but Brad Collins said, he just noticed last night that on the card art for the vintage Hordak figure with Hordak, he has Skeletor's Havoc staff. He said, your thoughts on that? Did you know? Did you care? Well, no, I did. And no, I kind of care because I always think, well, that's weird. What the hell is Hordak doing with Skeletor's Havoc staff? And, did, did he give it to him? You know, as a kid, your mind does kind of race because I'm like confused. I do remember seeing that. And I always wonder, why does he have that? Because it's not like he gave it to him or it was his weapon. Not in any of the canons we've seen in the cartoon or any of the comics we read, at least unless my memory is fuzzy, but... I thought it was cool, at least for Cardart, cool. But yeah, maybe it was just the artist just getting a bunch of figures, and maybe yeah. he, for some reason had this havoc staff. I don't know. I, I, I think it tends to be the mo most, the, the, or the, at least the biggest reason, with all the inconsistencies that we see in the various types of, of canons and media work. The artists are just given a, a pile of toys. They don't know what goes with what or who goes with what faction. Yeah. So just draw it in there. But I'm sure we could turn that into a story where, I mean, the havoc staff was, was really the prize of, of Hordak. And bestowed it upon his apprentice, who would then turn on him, take the Havoc staff, and go to Eternia. So, in that depiction, I took it as like Hordak shows up to Snake Mountain, you know, knocks Skeletor on his ass, grabs the Havoc staff, and decides we're going to go conquer Grayskull. And there you and go. And like that other weird, um, like that one weapon, I thought it was shown in possibly early sketch art, and it was also on the cover of Hordak the Ruthless Leader's Revenge or whatever. Was that weird coily snake yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah, that bat. Yeah, that, that's in the concept drawing, oh. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I like that. I like that, that somebody has yeah, seen that from the concept and used it for that cover, so that was cool, but well, yeah, thank you, Brad. Thank you for that. Um, that yeah, hold on. You'll be getting joining in here for a second, Nathan. Because there's, there's one from Yo, I'm, I'm reading the chat, and I'm just like, yeah, this, this is great. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because I know I can get a smart-ass answer probably coming up right here. Uh, Adam Gabbert said, Leonardo versus He-Man. Um, yeah, He-Man's going to punch the turtle. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, Leo. Leo's my favorite turtle, but He-Man's going to, you know, 
make well, that I, I mean, Leo is the worst turtle, so I'm sure Raph would have to jump in to like help him take on He Man. No, Raph's anger would just have him so mad that he might just step out when Raph runs headfirst into a rock. You know, in terms of sword fight, though, I will say that Leo would put up an excellent fight just in terms of sword fighting because Leo is, you know, one of the best sword fighters. And I, I think that would make it an interesting fight. But of course, He Man would bent, win strictly on strength. But, uh, it, but I, I think he would give him a good sword fight, though. All right. It wouldn't be a squash match like some people would want to just, you know, say, oh, no contest. Like, no, no, no. Let's have some fun with this there. They're both swordsmen. Yeah, I mean, so, when they're in the world of fantasy, yeah, you got to, of course, create it, a It would story be like Indigo and Wesley and the Princess Bride. They put up one hell of a sword fight, and you just want to go back and rewatch over and over and over again. That's the kind of sword fight we'd get. Yeah. Not like Raph just, just decided to jump in there and, and be angry and say, I'm the best of the best because Nathan says so. <laughs> and I think again, Nathan's just probably doing that just to, you know. Yeah, he just, he's, he, he, I know what he's doing. Poking <laughs> the bear. That's what he's doing. Poking the bear. But, uh, okay, Grimbot, you have a quick. See, this is, these are ones that, now, the other ones you're doing, I could kind of have a thought. This, I never like touching because, okay, he said Goku versus He Man. See, this is what's weird. Uh, no, Goku, no, He Man crushes Goku because. Of course, I would like to say He-Man. I don't know anything about all of Goku, but good God, all I know is I've seen explosions and debates when this Goku Superman stuff comes up about both fans and how one is written so powerful on another. It's like, man, I'm glad I don't know shit about either of these properties too well because these people are just going insane. So, I mean, just for the grace and sake of this podcast, I'm going to say He-Man, I know nothing about Goku and all his insane powers that everybody says he has. I know nothing about it. No, I, my brother was big into Dragon Ball Z, and I saw some of it with him. I thought it was just, I, and I even tried to get into it. I'm like, who am I kidding? I can't get into this stuff. So, no, He Man would would crush Goku with all with his, you know, Super Saiyan, insane, and uh, turning his blonde hair into like blonde bananas on top of his head, and he screams and yells, and you know, does rapid and all that. Nah, He Man would just grab a hold, swing around, and throw him up in the outer space. There you go. And go ahead, join in, Nathan. What do you have to say? Hey, I, hey, I, who, who I, would win a fight between, like, He-Man and Chris Pratt? <laughs> oh, Chris Pratt, easily. Um, I, I, I am not familiar with Dragon Ball Z at all. I, I've seen the debates with Goku and Superman, and I'm just kind of like, I, I don't care. So I'll, I'll go with He-Man on this one. I'll go, I'll go with Tyler's <laughs> well-written scenario. He would just grab him by the leg. And, even though it probably wouldn't happen that way, just for the sake of it. Going for He-Man on this one. All right. Sorry, I right, just, I, I'm not a fan because I, I see so many people bringing up Goku all the time. Like, God, man, this, just, this generation just below us, it's all about Dragon Ball Z. And, I mean, more power to him. But, you know, I just like what, you know. And I, I just, just know nothing. I know yeah. nothing of it. But uh, all right. But thank you for that. No, um, my brother would say Goku because he would just say it just pissed me off. But he was also a big Dragon Ball Z fan too. So. <laughs> all right. And uh, Dan Rice has joined us. Thank you for joining us, Dan. I'll I'll mention something about you and your boy there, Philip, later too. But um, okay, Carlos uh, Cesaris. Oh, Carlos. I hope I said your last name right. I probably butchered. I'm sorry. But he says. He might not have been here at the beginning. He says, what's your guys' take on the Super 7 Vintage 5.5s and, and the upcoming Funko Thundercats 5.5s? Well, I've already pre-ordered man- my Thund- Thundercat Funkos. I've pre-ordered those already, so that's that I'm, I'm just chomping at the bit to get those. Yeah, because there's four of them coming, then the other four will uh, follow, I'm assuming, a few months afterwards. But, I mean, the stuff that Funko was putting out with those little 5.5-inch from, like I said, I have the Zorns, you know, the two different Zorns. I have the Mortal Kombat figures. Mm-hmm. 
I want the fright. I mean, all the horror stuff. I want the Conan. I want the Thundercats. I mean, I love the look and design. Yes, they're meant to look a little squatty. It's inspired by the five and a half inch style of design of He-Man and figures that kind of followed with kind of knockoffs and bootlegs as well. But so I understand the you know the, the you know the reasoning behind why they look like that, which I love. I mean, they are amazing looking. So I can't wait. And as for the stuff from Super Seven. Yes, they have great filmation five and a half inch ones. I can't wait to see what here on Eldor look finally completed. If because I'm still thinking that the ones that were shown on PowerCon were not finalized. We gotta have the gold shiny chrome for Heroes armor. You have to. But and I do get a kick out of the robot He-Man face for that. So yes, those are great as well. I do. I, I love how they all look. Hero and Eldor are. Uh, I mean, that's that's the cream of the crop there. I didn't mind the 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 He-Man. Uh, ironically enough, the, the robot variant based on this disappearing act, but I'm just I'm burnt out. I'm just saying, like we've got filmation and classics. Now we got to get filmation invention style. Like I'm just I can't get excited over more variants, more variants of characters we've already gotten. So, I would love a vintage Lord mask, an official vintage Lord well, mask. I mean, if I I mean well, and that that makes to me, I just kind of felt like that makes sense because we didn't have Lord mask, but we've already got Taylor, we've got minerals, we've got Beastman. I don't don't really need to have them in filmation form. I almost felt like those first four figures we got that are filmation nods was like a way of kickstarting the interest of, of doing a, a, a new, new vintage stuff. line. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so if that did well, all right, now we're going to give you Slammerite and the Snake Trooper and uh, uh, Hotshot and Lord Grasp and, and other characters. Not and Strobo, which you were supposed to get Strobo. Yeah, Strobo, oh, but no, yeah. no, we're getting another Beast, another Man-at-Arms, another Tila, another He-Man variant. It's just, it's still more of the same. That's why I'm like, you know, it's like a cheap bottle rocket. It just, there's no, no excitement there, you know. I'm not trying to downplay anybody's interest. I just feel like it's, I can't get excited over stuff we've already got. No, I know, and I completely understand, and uh, did you want to say anything, Nathan? <laughs> I, no, I, I I love the idea that they're bringing the five and a half inchers back. Uh, I pre-ordered all the horror ones and the Thundercats ones, and I look forward to what else they plan on doing. Get ready for Conan. Figures. Remember, they're doing Conan as well. So you yeah, get, yeah it, I'll pre-order that one too. I mean, has there's no release date for that series yet, right? No, um, no. not yet, but just trust me, something might be... Well, all right, well, let me move... I'm going to go with November just because the horror ones are coming out next month. Thundercats is in October. Let's go with November. Could be November, could even be December, but and especially at the price point of where you buy them, depending if it could be GameStop, uh, Target, uh, any other place, or even online retails, you could range from anywhere from $9.99 to maybe up to $13.99. So nice and affordable. I mean, and yeah, it's, it's good price point as well. It's good seeing things that are in the store. So oh, there's only hoping that with Super 7 and maybe with Mattel doing their five and a half inch and maybe even Giants, it'd be nice if there was good prices. But again, that's a wait and see. So thank you for that one, Carlos. Um, Delta 78, I, <laughs> I think he's doing one just for a mental picture because right when he's seen it or says this, all I'm seeing is this picture. So I can't even really, it's not really a versus, but he said the Ghostbusters versus Jaga. So, yes, I see what you're doing there, Delvis. I can picture Jaga getting pulled in with the beams, the proton pack. Oh, God, get uh, out of here. Oh, poor Delvis. He, he had to shoot you down. But, um, okay, let me, let me scroll down. No, I will say this. Jaga's too damn powerful to be take, taken by the Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, I just. I think I know why Joe's laughing, maybe. Yeah, there's your winner. Jaga would beat the Ghostbusters. 
Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not having Jaga beam out to be a schmuck. You know. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Well. Thank you. Thank you for that one as well. Um, let he's me being speak. so cute because he's a ghost. Um, I'm, I'm trying to scroll down because there's just a lot of comments. Uh, the, the, a lot of people are giving you shit, Tyler, about giving you a getting you a, a, a Chris Pratt T-shirt or a. a it's after Nathan. After Nathan had to say what he said, now we're getting a bunch of. Chris he Pratt must be in the chat room just saying, "Hey, everybody." You know, I, I, I'm not. I'm not want, saying I'm... anything in the chat room. But you know, there's like breaking news: Chris Pratt's sending Tyler some some tank tops. <laughs> there you go. We got to get past that, Chris Pratt. All right, now we're gonna go to Jason. Okay, so we're not a toilet paper. I've got some some you know some fresh you know butt cleansers. But it, well, hey, and Dan Rice said he just watched The Princess Bride uh, this morning with the boys. That's it's a great movie, Dan. So I'm glad you got the kids watching that because Princess Bride, that good ass movie. Um, uh, Jason Lafferty said, I watched the first act of Return of Faker that premiered at PowerCon. And he said, did anybody else uh, see it? And would you want to see more episodes like this? Well, hell yeah, we'd love to. We've said it before, beyond the Return of Faker that James and Dushin are working on, it would just be amazing to see other cartoons. The Return of Lizard Man. Yeah, <laughs> you and your Lizard Man. And even if they were able to take some of the great mini-comics that we had and turn them into a cartoon, like we said, Clash of Arms, if that was ever <sighs> possible. And plus just new episodes. And weren't there a lot of episodes that uh, James showed in his uh, one book that was at the end that there were uh, scripts or things that never mm -hmm. got turned into a cartoon? So it'd yep. be great to have those as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And some of them were, were some decent ideas too. Some of them had titles. Some of them were just ideas. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that you go through there. I think that'd be a lot of fun to be had with some of those. All right. Yes. It, no, it would. I'd love them, man. Uh, any thoughts, Nathan? No, I was scrolling through the chat because there was, no, no, there was a question that was brought up. It was like, uh, like tank top Tyler versus. Uh, I, I need. I can't find it. There's well, somebody one... said who would win in a fight between muscle shirt Tyler and hoodie Tyler. That was there. We go. <laughs> and hoodie Tyler. I didn't know Tyler won a hoodie. I don't well, know. well, that's the thing. And what he would do with the hoodie is just cut the sleeves off, so his arms yeah. are still out. But I mean, we got to go with tank top Tyler. Tank top Tyler would always win in a fight. Well, like he never wears anything else. I very rarely see him in a t-shirt anymore. Well, I mean, I, I we wear a shirt. For, I wear like a, a polo for work all the time, and uh, and you know, I wear, I'll wear dress cut the sleeves for... off. Yeah, I had somebody. Uh, I had a, a girl ask me that a while back. It's like, well, I guess you could cut the sleeves off something. I said, well, I'd probably get in trouble if I did that. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, this, it's just I, I'm just even when I'm at home, it's it's not it's you know in the wintertime, I'm always wearing a tank top. Like that's just what I feel comfortable wearing twenty four seven. Like if I could do it year round, I would do it just because I'm I'm just so comfortable wearing tank tops all the time. So much now, I'm just getting you know I've got the Chuck Norris and Karate Commandos logo on a tank top, like customizing my own tank tops and stuff like that. So I just want to expand my wardrobe, but. The tank tops will always be victorious. All right. There you go, man. All right. Uh, we got Grimbot. Uh, Grimbot says, <clears throat> could you hold on a second? I got to drink some water for this. Hold on. <clears throat> Must be a doozy from Doosan. Yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> what are your worst fears about the upcoming Netflix She-Ra? Um, okay. Do we well, have enough time? <laughs> no, I can't. This, remember... Uh, we've said it before, and they've also said it. The people making it, they like to stress. They say it's for a new generation, not meant for us. Even though that's I always the way of saying, "Hey, all you, uh, 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 you know, man, child, right here, buddy." Which I never like hearing when they always say it's not for you; it's for somebody else. Well, 
I mean, it is definitely a younger, younger looking inversions of all the characters in general. The the worst fear is hypothetically, let's say it bombed and it got a lot of negative feedback and people didn't like it. And then they would want to take it out on saying, see, She-Ra would not work for fans these days because this cartoon just proved it. That's what would get me upset. It's like, no, this is a new direction and it's a younger version for a new group of fans. Don't say that just because hypothetically if it failed, because I'm hoping it succeeds and could bring back a new She-Ra, a new He-Man, and more merchandising and promotion for this property that we've kept alive for 30 years. So I would hope it would succeed. But if it fails, what scares me is then people say, we have a shot with She-Ra, no more She-Ra. Oh, and He-Man, since he's connected... Screw He-Man too. That's the stuff that scares me, is that if it had failed, it would reflect on everything that's ever existed, which it shouldn't. It shouldn't reflect that way. So, I mean, I hope it succeeds just so things could build up and generate and bring things back in the limelight and maybe more versions of different She-Ra and He-Man. But, again, I don't know. That, that's just kind of a thought without me going too rambling, but I would just hate for a failure to reflect on everything that we've had. That's a because studios that make a really crappy superhero film, they'll keep the rights and try it again. You know, I mean, Batman has had its fair share of, of flops. So is Superman and various other superheroes. But they continue to like, all right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. This time, we'll get a new director, new actor, new story, whatever. You know, and yet Hasbro, you know, will put out a version of G.I. Joe and Transformers. That didn't take. We'll try this one. All right, that one did all right. Okay, it ran its course. Now let's try it again. Playmates does the same thing with Turtles. You know, of course, this this one will um, hopefully will, will die a, a slow or a fast but very painful death. So that one we could be over with and they'll say, okay, well, that was a mistake. Um, but with uh, with the Nishira cartoon, I, 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 part of me doesn't want to succeed because it's saying that this new really uninspired, lazy-looking, just flat-out ugly and what looks to be a very teeny-bop approach as opposed to writing the characters like adult women and adult men dealing with the, the stress of, of, of a dictator. You know, they'll probably have, like, Shira going through a teeny-bop problems and all yeah, characters me... being... You know, not, not stuff that, you know what, watch the old cartoon. They're not dealing with, you know, oh, Bo would ask me to the social... Well, you know, and then catches it. Well, he asked me. You just, you just kind of get that feel. Like, not that they're going to have that kind of story, but the kind of vibe from it and the way that, you know what, all these the people behind the show are so dismissive of all of us as if, like, we're just a bunch of, you know, morons who haven't grown up. We're all living in our mom's basement. But we're, we're also talking about a cartoon that's over 30 years old. Yeah, but we're also you those know. morons that have been buying all this stuff for all these past years. Yeah, they're, they're doing why. this because guys like us and women and women support yeah. have kept this property alive so you know they ought to be thanking us because you know what you wouldn't have this if we weren't constantly showing support on the internet and people doing fan art and customs and talking about it, doing videos about it discussing yeah, the storyline when we were kids we had the ones that looked like you said where there was cartoons where there was older looking adult kind of heroes and then there was also the ones that were there were kids and there was the funny ones and we loved it all but even as a kid if I was to have seen He-Man look like he was a 13 or 14-year-old boy and then as Prince Adam and transform into He-Man but look like a boy and everybody looked like young kids, I wouldn't even have liked it back then. I always wanted He-Man to be He-Man and She-Ra, how she looked. I mean, obviously from the get-go, that's how I see them. But I know that they're doing this direction for, they say, kids now and a lot of these cartoons are for younger kids. But again, if it would fail, I would hope that, like you said, 
they wouldn't give up that they'd say, okay, now let's give another shot and go this direction. Because we know some companies, when they do see something fail, if it goes and fails quickly, they're like usually, oh, we're done with it. Forget it. I don't want to do it. I mean, that was the unfortunate thing with the 2000X action figure. Well, and, I, I, and it's strictly Mattel's mentality because Playmates doesn't do it with Turtles and Hasbro doesn't do it with G.I. Joe. Yeah, and give it I mean, more uh, chances. Well, well, exactly. Well, granted, G.I. Joe hasn't been used in a while, but, but even so, I feel like G.I. Joe has been given – Multiple changes, more than Mattel's willing to give He-Man, and Transformers is infinite. I mean, God, how many cartoons have they released in the last ten years of just Transformers alone? So, don't give up so easily, you know. Yeah, and I, I just kind of feel like if you guys are going to do this, you got to be prepared that if you're going to do something that is not getting the the highest praise, I I feel like the mass majority that are venting about the Shiva cartoon, it's not positive. You got a couple of your social justice wars that want to pop in there and say you're being you know, sexist or or whatever kind of negative remarks and saying we're not allowed no, to have also say it's a good, positive. They'll say it's, like I said, the men and women who've supported this. But again, since there are obviously different sets of fans from different age brackets, I mean, just look at, like I said, when we talked about those 12-inch dolls that they're showing, those look like She-Ra, Catcher, and everybody that we remembered in the past, but now in doll form, they're obviously targeting for fans our age. So if they could, if they did two cartoons, do one for the kids, one for the adults, I mean, hell, then you can make everybody happy. Again, maybe the cartoon, you never know. It could be super successful, and it could lead to a newer She-Ra for us, along with more things. So, Well, I and they also said the new Ghostbusters was gonna, uh, it was going to be great. It's going to be the funniest movies ever. And you know what? Nobody went to see it. Not women, not men, not Ghostbusters fans, nobody. You know? <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm well, not saying go. it's strictly a female thing because God knows there's a bunch of other movies. I thought I'm telling you, it's going to suck. It's going to be bad. Sure enough, it does. And oh, that happened when that new Total Recall came out. When I seen, it, I was like, oh, this looks horrible. This is going to bomb. And God, it was what a horrible movie that new Total Recall. So what a weird direction. <laughs> Do you want to say anything quickly, Nathan? Uh, look, like you know the, that new Shira cartoon does not look good. It's based off of looks alone, and from what you guys have said, the creators of the show have kind of uh, almost outcast you guys in a way. Like, uh, you know, it's not for you, whatever. But what happens if it comes out and it's successful and you guys watch it and you actually like it? Like, wh- where do you go from there? Well, honestly, I'm going to, like I said, when it comes on Netflix, I'm going to watch it. I'm not just going to, I'm not going to blindly say, God, this is going to suck. It's terrible. It's just it, already looking at the designs. It's obviously just something I'm like, okay, I get it. You said it's for a younger generation. I can see that and how it's drawn, but I am going to watch it. It'd be great if it has an amazing story, but if it doesn't, then it's just like, well, no harm, no foul. I didn't want to see it or really get into it. So uh, if it sucks, it sucks. But yeah. I just can't picture from how I'm looking at it, me thinking, God, this blows away the original She-Ra and He-Man. Boy, they, they can't compete with this new one. There's no way I can see myself even saying that. I just can't picture that happening. I can't picture if she's going to have the power that she can invoke. Not only just how strong the woman is as physically, but the other abilities she has. I mean, she's somebody that can heal the injured. She can communicate with animals. Her sword can turn to anything, but she also has a compassion, which is a power, meaning like when she shed a tear for Hordak, you know, you got to think, Hordak has all his, you know, members that work for him, and not one of them cared enough to even, as he's dying, the only thing that could save him is somebody sharing a tear to show compassion for him. That's another powerful trait for somebody to have. You're shedding a tear for your enemy. That's not a sign of weakness. You're actually having this person that you know hates you and doesn't even want you to be on Ethereum and hopes to overthrow you and get rid of you. She's 
saving you. She feels so bad that nobody even cares about you. She shed a tear, but she knows she's still got to fight you. And that's not a weakness. That's a strength. And I don't see that powerful woman being represented in this new cartoon at all. I highly doubt it. I mean, it's already been said to the people who work in the show, they don't have any kind of connection to the original she cartoon. You know, James, our friend James has read, you know, the the story arc for the first season said so it looks great, but then he goes and says that Swift One will be singing and dancing, you know, or sing songs or silly nonsense like that. And you know, is it not, you know, I'm sure James knows a hell of a lot more, and I know James wants it to succeed, but hearing that kind of stuff from the guy that was showing the most support, you can't help but feel like, okay, look, outside of people, maybe they're jumping the gun and thinking, oh, you're judging and stuff like that. But, you know, when you got someone like James kind of questioning some of the stuff they're throwing in, that should kind of be a, a red flag to a certain degree that, you know what, if it's, I don't, I would not expect it to be something that's, I mean, I would love to be wrong. And you know what, I, I will admit it in front of the, whoever listens to this podcast that I was wrong or whatever, but I sincerely doubt it's going to be something that's, you know, you're going to get behind the voice acting. You're going to get behind the character portrayals. They look like kids like children they don't look like adult heroes yeah i mean, I mean it, it makes just... sense that there's a lot of hesitation i honestly i i don't think it'll turn out that great uh you know kids might eat it up but as far as the the hardcore fans that have spent years and years keeping this property alive i i don't think the majority of them will enjoy it as much I mean, it, it may differ for them if they have their own kids and their kids really get into it. Then it's sort of like that passing of the torch thing. Sure, but, uh, that makes sense. Joe, in in regards to your fear of it kind of messing up everything, I don't I don't think that would happen if it didn't succeed. I would just hope not. Just like you said, Tyler sometimes said that you know companies that when they see a failure, they quickly think, "Forget it, we're done right now." Well, yeah, we'll try in another fifteen or twenty years. I mean, I would hope I would be wrong, but you yeah, know, but that's Mattel. They they they're not willing to. Okay, what went wrong here? We know there's there's a demand for this. Yeah. We know we can make money from it, but why are we so quick? To, oh, scrap that! It's just like 2000X all over again. And that's what's, Hasbro that's Playmates what's scary. are not afraid to pull the trigger on their on properties that you know they clearly know there's a massive market with adult collectors because you go to Walmart's now. There's a lot of stuff for adult collectors just in the aisles of Walmart and Target. So clearly, if you're a smart businessman and working for these massive toy companies. You ought to know by now that, you know what, the kids are fighting over aisle space with the adults as well. So to continue to neglect items that cost more and your demographic that can pay more is just like, oh, you, you guys don't matter. It's, we're more about like the, the, the mindless ice cubes and just throwing crap at them and hoping that they'll take to it. And, and I'll think, be honest, I see more of us in the toy aisles than even kids these days. For the past five <laughs> years, I do. I don't even, I rarely see kids going to toys. It's always somebody that's in their late teens, early 20s, our age. We're always there. We're grabbing up the figures we want, looking through, seeing. It's like, that's where I see most of the collectors. But, well, that's that. I mean, we could spend a, a whole damn podcast <laughs> talking about that. But I, uh, this next question from Brad Collins, this one is one that, again, Brad, I mean, Tyler's the only one that's going to be answering this, but I don't know where legal things can get into it. That's why this can be tricky. But he said, just touching on Tyler's mini comics again, wondering if Tyler or his artist had considered a subscription type setup like Super 7 so you guys have the funds and can have the freedom to make, say, two or three more like mini comics. Uh, I'll pass it to you, Tyler. I have nothing that I can say on that. Um, 
that really comes down to uh, cars because cars is the one who's putting the money into print books um, and you know using his time because um, I know money is is issue when you're you're trying to do this because this is all him. I'm getting nothing from this. I told him when we did this, he keeps all the money. Um, if if there's an end for, and that's something he's, you know, he's not aware. And you know, to a certain degree, I'm I don't know the demand either because when I post stuff. I, it doesn't get as much of reaction as I'm I'm thinking it will. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. I'm just thinking about all Joe's post. Continue. Oh no, no worries. But uh, but obviously there was a demand for the Leech comic because after I had completed all my copies, I would get hit up by people who either hadn't received their book or wanted to know if there were any more copies. Uh, so you know there was a demand. Uh, I gave away all the copies I had. Carson has sent me a new uh, assortment of the Leech book. So. When I get those, if you would like them, I'd like to make sure that Cars gets money for them. So if you if you have got yet to get a Leech mini comic, I'll give away a few on the podcast for fun. But I don't know how many I got or will be getting. Uh, so if you want some, I need to make sure that if you could purchase some Carson, he sends me your address and I will personally send it to you. I'll take care of all that myself. Hey, touching uh, on one and, quick and, thing for Tyler, just to let people know. Tyler is making zero dollars from this. He's not. He did not ask for any money for anything that's being made. All the money that was, uh, let's say, used for any of the purchases just went to Carson, who's creating and put his time to create the art, print the stuff out. It's there's. It was no profit. So this is just a labor of love between him and Carson. There is no money being made between either of them. It's basically just for printing purposes and shipping it to you guys out of love. So that's, of course, you're buying it, but you know what I mean. It's covering all the printing coverings, inks, and all that, and the time Carson did. But, yeah, they're not making money on this thing. Just to yeah, point that yeah. Out. So, however, Brad, and I really appreciate Brad's support about this, and uh, uh, my buddy Michael, who uh, definitely asked about, you know, the, the next next one, too. Carson's hoping to have the Clamp Champ Ninja comic done by October, uh, like done completely. You know, here's hoping. You know, the guy has a, a family life and stuff like that, too. Um, and I heard from him today as, as well. And um, You want to hear one other thing? I was going to say thank uh, for Tyler. Just to, uh, uh, Tyler at one time when he did that Leech comic, he said, Joe, would you like a copy? And I said, no. And he was like, come on. And, uh, like, and it just, yeah, just really just buried me right there. You know? And I did. I said that quickly. I said, I said, I want as much money as you, I mean, I want you guys to get the money to make sure you can have all those concerts possible. I don't want no freebies. So it's how I was like, oh, come on. He's like, I'll send it to you. But so I've never even read, I think that Leech Mini Comic, except from the, the images where he took pictures of it. That's how I was able to read it. But I don't have a physical copy. I, mean, I, I could see Joe's like, uh, Tyler, can you just take pictures of it and send it to me, please? <laughs> yeah, because even though I, I guess I could have said, well, Joe, you can actually give me money for it if that'd make you feel better about it, but he didn't offer money and instead even refused it for free. So it really just, Joe's twisted soul was just really just giving me nothing to work with here. <laughs> so I had to take pictures with my camp, with my phone, and send it to Joe so he could review it. On it the was podcast good. And, and help the masses, you know, let everyone know that, you know, we, we did a, a fun leech mini comic. But no, if, if people, you know, if you're interested in and more, we want to do more. Carson is constantly talking about it takes him a while to get one book done. So, you know, I, it's he's wanting to do three, uh, a total of three or four comics based on the movie. You know, I, I, there's a bunch of other stories I'd like to do as well. But, um, you know, we if there's a demand for that, absolutely we'd be open to doing a, a, 
a pre-order kind of thing or a, a sub of some kind, but um, we just need to know that there's an interest there. Um, and it, it's hard to market it. You know, you can put in all the He-Man Facebook pages that you can imagine, but not everybody takes to it. And so you don't really know until like three months later when, you know, someone else comes along and says, hey, you still got any more of those Leech comics? You know, it's, right. it's unfortunate. And uh, I don't think Joe really helped me out a whole lot on much of no. anything. So. no. I didn't. I didn't. So there no, you go. No, he didn't. So um even when I offered him a free copy. So um see, so but nice. no, it's it's I, I really appreciate Brad's support. Anybody in the yeah. chat room or anybody listening to this now, if you if you're interested in more of these comics, you need to let me know. I need to know there's a demand there so I can let Carson know because Carson's always asking me, did people respond? And you know, it's a couple of remarks here and there, but uh it's not uh, not like the cult leader Joe gets for posting a, a sweet potato that looks like Spike Orr's ass, you know. So I, I, I need people to take time to let me know you like that or you're interested or you want to see a story of this or a story of that. You know, if you if you can comment about abnormal produce by Joe Amato, I need you to comment that you're interested in reputable stories about characters or many comics that were botched the first time around and letting me and Carson give something that we think that you would find entertaining here. So that's all we need is to show your support that you want more of these and that we can keep doing them. Um, awesome. So when I get the next batch of Leech comics in, I'll let you know and I'll, I'll give a few uh, on the, on the podcast as well. And then uh, I'll let people know so they can start sending Carson some money uh, to, to help pay for the, uh, the printing and all that. All right. And thank you, Brad. I appreciate that, bud. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, okay. Zentron question was uh if we to if we were to pick from any franchise which would you choose to cross over with masters of the universe and why and god i mean there's see beyond so many cartoons and things of obviously filmation that we know could have happened or things that maybe were going to happen I mean, there's a lot of fun 80s properties i mean things that even went into the 90s which i'm sure tyler you know nathan more know of but i i I just sometimes I like doing something to where it's not the typical norm of an answer. Like Chip and Dill Rescue Rangers. <laughs> God. Or just, you know, I'm gonna say like, hey, I would like to for in like the Thundercats in cartoon form or Transformers or G.I. Joe. It's like I think of things that I wanted more of, like such a short-lived series, such a short-lived toy line was sectars. It was so bizarre, these gangly kind of creatures, fantasy looking that I think had five episodes of a cartoon i think it was five i don't even know if it was slightly more it, it was less than 10 episodes yeah it was a very short run cartoon but it was the only other toy line back then that i used to collect because even though they were quite bigger in size you know maybe had an inch or inch and a half height advantage over masters and a little more articulation they felt so dim you know fantasy i was all about you know the fantasy and of course technology and magic and all that and it was a good blend. I used to always have Zo uh, excuse me, Zodak, Buzz Off would come and he would be part of the good guys. I always had them join the good guys when I would play with them and mix them together. So I guess going by from my childhood memories of things I did, I, sectars is something the hell. I might say to some people there, like, what the hell is a sectar? There's probably in the chat room people like, I don't know what this guy is talking about. But Joe's calling you guys out. If you know what sectors are, please let the man know that yeah, you know, please, me and I'm are not the only ones. Yeah, because I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of people thinking I sound insane, but for me, it'd be sectars just because it's something so different out there, and I know it's not the norm and what everybody would remember, but that's my crossover because it's what I actually crossed over when I was a kid, so still, I guess, a memory, I guess. 
Um, I, I don't like the idea of just throwing anything and just crossing over with he just because you can. That's why I'm not behind the whole DC crossover with he I just feel like that doesn't work. Just because you got the rights to do a comic book of it doesn't mean you should. Um, you know, Thundercats still, I still could, I think could work. I got a great idea for that. Silverhawks, that would work perfectly. Black Star, Brave Star, uh, Visionaries. I think Visionaries would look pretty cool, uh, team, uh, crossing over with He Man as well. Uh, Sectars is another one. Um, but I, I think that would pretty much, I don't need to see Transformers crossover with He Man. I, I, I love G.I. Joe Transformers crossing over. I don't, I don't need really to see He Man crossover with Transformers. I just, I just kind of feel like, uh, it, it just kind of comes off as kind of like cliche almost. And some people might say Thundercats and He-Man is cliche, but He-Man and Thundercats, those two mythologies mix so well together. Um, I mean, it could be it could be done, um, but I, it's not something I necessarily want to see. I, w- I want to see characters that are more similar to the mythology of He-Man. So that's why, even though visionaries are all humans, I kind of feel like the fantasy elements within visionaries would be kind of an Interesting mix up with the with the Master of the Universe, and of course, Black Star is very similar. Sectars is, Brave Star is, Thundercats is, and um, Silverhawks. You know, I, I think Silverhawks would be an excellent crossover um, with uh, you know the Silverhawks landing on Eternia for whatever reason. You know, monsters after something to take it back to Limbo. The Silverhawks are on the on the ta- on the trail. You know, I just got that would be a lot of fun to be had with. Skeletor making an alliance with Monstar and uh, getting Molecular and Buzzsaw in, into the mix and Windhammer and uh, I mean, it just it would be awesome. It, I'd have a field day with a crossover like that. It, no, it, it would be awesome. And also, Fedmon did want to mention in the chat room said Sectars did that five episodes. So I guess I well I did remember that in eight comic issues for Marvel. So well, thanks for popping up to let us know that definitely. And uh, everybody in the chat room, uh, I hope you know Tyler on Facebook. If you don't try to find it, but yes, yeah, send him messages because Tyler, you're having people that are quite interested in wanting more of the mini comics. So just send him a well, message. That's what I need to hear. Anytime I post yeah. stuff, it's, it's, it's like, God, man, Joe makes me look like a, just a, no, a no, dork. no, it's just, you know? well, yes. Might- yeah. Send me remarks, you know, send Carson. He's on Facebook as well. Or when I post stuff about it, respond, but yeah, send me messages. I, yeah. any, any kind of support you had, that's what I need to know. So that way I can let Carson, because Carson has no idea on the support that, you know, it's all like, you know, I try to tell them something. But, um, yeah, I need people to be vocal about it. Let me know. You want to see a, a Fisto Jitso story or that you want more, you know. So, um, you know, if we don't have that, you know, we, we don't have that kind of uh, – we just need that extra push. So, you know. Definitely message. Well, how about this? Tyler, if you're okay with it in the description below when the show is done, I can put your email address in there just for yeah. this episode that way these guys can email you and contact you and let you know like hey i would like some mini comics yes yeah etc yeah. email et me uh yeah that'd be great nathan put that in there uh F- facebook messenger i i respond to that pretty quickly um you know so uh, yeah or, or just post on my wall i don't know i only use facebook i don't use twitter or instagram or that stuff because i so try to yeah know. try to get them with facebook or the yeah. email that's definitely yeah. the way and uh i'm simplistic in that manner yeah, and Jason Bean, you are uh, correct. Uh, Jason Bean says Sectars are coming back. They had a Kickstarter uh, thing for it, and Zika Toys is the one that did it. And yes, they look great. They're they're not going to be the big six inch or like slightly over six inch. They're three and three quarters, but they look freaking awesome. They were well backed and supported. So yeah, Zika Toys is at least going to give you some a Sectars fix for those who have never seen those things before. But yeah, they're pretty cool. Three and three quarters. And uh, let's see, I just wanted to. Uh, 
See, damn it! If, if Nathan, Nathan I had to mention that tank top and shirts and shit, because now it, just, <laughs> all these variants of Tyler tank top, Tyler in different versions. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, how, no, about, yeah, yeah, yeah how about yeah, a He-Man yeah. variant with tank top armor that gives him the power to impress at the gym? Tyler, what would your thoughts be on that kind of He-Man variant? Oh, I am looking at a, a tank top with the battle armor logo with the slash across it from Red Bubble on a gray tank top. So, and I actually do have a battle armor tank top that I grew out of when uh, He-Man.org was selling the, the logo shirts and tank tops. So I, uh, uh, you know, they had like they were selling like the Cyclone radar and the the Faker uh, tape recorder. But I, I do have a medium battle armor He-Man tank top that I outgrew and looking to get another one at some point. But yeah, a battle armor event would be uh, fantastic. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't make gym tanks like I like to wear to the gym with this stuff on it. They got to put stupid stuff like, you know, got, you know, I, I don't know. They just don't put anything <laughs> cool or masking on any of them, you know, or it's just like a generic logo or something like, that, you know, I want, you know, that's why I had to like make my own at one point, put Axel's artwork on, on some of the tank tops. But um, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have a, a battle armor gym tank to wear to the gym. I mean, that'd be <laughs> kicking serious ass in the gym. Yeah, that would no. I I love seeing any type of shirt from tank tops to regular shirts. It just has some cool designs beyond the typical bland or just something. Yeah, that I'm you, so like, sick and tired of just the generic filmation. You know, all, filmation hemat or these people are coming up with abominations of I have to shower or I have power or hipsters of the universe just coming up with all these really late ass ideas of just using the He-Man you know, shoulder, uh, put Earl yeah, Norum and put William George and Errol McCarthy and Alcala get some of the stuff that we've seen that's freaking awesome before and pop that on a shirt I mean it's uh, well Eric Amon who you remember I got that gigantic throw that he sent of an image from I think the PowerPoint Dread one single image sometimes just can be breathtaking, especially the one there's scenes you love so many, you know, whether it's a certain image or seeing something from a poster. I just like the card art, certain mini comic. I mean, hell, every piece of some of the Alcala mini comics and Mark Texera, you can just take the panels in each of those and they could just make their own damn shirt themselves. It's like an endless supply. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's, I mean, from, yeah. Uh, God, I mean, just the card art, the mini comic or the mini comic covers, uh, hell, even the art from the uh, the ten lunch boxes, you know, of He Man and Roboto attacking Skeletor on the land shark. Put that on a tank top or a t shirt. And that's the one side you usually don't see. Usually, people are showing the other sides. But yeah, yeah that's I mean, all those are great. But oh, and Blake Cabrera, thank, yeah, what's going on? He said, hey, so what's going on, man? Thank you for joining us in here. And also, Pradish. Uh, oh God, I probably butchered. Well, I hope I didn't butcher the name. But thank you for joining us. But, well, Tyler, I was going to now pass it to some of the questions you had from Facebook, and then I'll say some ones from Facebook as well. I think I only got one more. You had yeah. one in a group. Wasn't there a group chat one that we had? Oh, oh, okay. I, I said, For some reason, I was thinking you were going to read that one. No, I'll let you do that one. You will? You're like, you will? Thank you, master. <laughs> It didn't sound well. well Joe is the cult leader there. So no, no, it, no, it's, no. It's, it's, I, it, that's not how I meant it. I didn't mean it to sound like that. Yes, I know right. what you meant, you prick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to get sweat out of my eyeball. That's wait. <laughs> I, okay. I'm trying to remember which. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. what while you're, well, I, I don't. Here, 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 I'm trying to figure out. Who was it that sent it to us? I, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. 
it was Anthony. It was in a it was in a group chant. A uh, group of well, oh, oh, that's well, yeah, that's that's what I'm thought. And I can't I can't find it here. I'm just scrolling to the part where I wait. Had... Oh, here it is. It, it it was listed as something else. That's why. Okay. Okay. Here it is. All right. This is Anthony's question to us. Anthony Rob. Uh, he says, uh, we wake up one morning, open our curtains, and see Marty McFly sitting in his DeLorean outside your gaff. I'm not sure what a gaff is. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's home. Could be toilet. I have no idea. He says, Joe, Tyler, we're going back to the future. So you jump in, and he takes you back to 1982, and you arrive in a car park outside, a toilet or us. Master of the Universe Wave 2 has just landed, but as you dig around in your pockets, you realize you've only got enough money to buy one item from each wave. So, we're going back to 82, and we will go through 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, and we are only allowed to purchase one toy. I've already got my list for particular reasons here, but I, I'm, I'm curious to know if Marty McFly realizes, why am I taking these guys back in time when they ain't got a dime to spare? You know, they've got like three bucks in their pockets, five bucks maybe. Well, I, I'd have a smoke. It's, 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 it's cruel for Anthony to do that to us. And what is it, like a smorgasbord in case I had money and I went back to talk about all the food I could get? But no, now we're talking about figures. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Eric, Joe says, hell with the food, man. I want Hills popcorn. <laughs> no, no, Hills? No, they had the best chili. Did they have chili cheese nachos. That would be oh supper food. Oh, my God. Me. Only Joe would be eating chili cheese nachos from Hills. Oh, my God. It was the best. And I wonder if Joe went to the radio girl when Walmart used to have restaurants in there. I did not. But, man, when <laughs> Hills closed down, it was like a knife was shoved in my heart because on Friday – that was my supper. It was Friday. <laughs> Shout out, Nathan. Friday was it was supper time at Hills because going to get those chili cheese nachos. Oh God, it was the best chili. But um, okay. Well, let's get back. Uh, to do food. do these guys know about your your thrifty tips in regards to the chili and the you cheese? Know, I, and I usually don't tell them about for Joe on the show about. Okay. Food. All right. We'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I might do it at the end. But when it comes no, to. <laughs> Wave one, well, I have to get He-Man because I have to have He-Man. But I know my first figure was Beast Man, but uh, I I'm going to get my He-Man. I got to get that. If that's the one character I had to pick out of wave one, I would go for He-Man. Wave two, I was debating between Triclops and Trapjaw like crazy, but I had so much done, uh, damn fun with Trapjaw. I used to take that string, put it through the hole on top of his head, and have him doing the zip line just like how they advertise. So I'm going Trapjaw. Wave three, again, it's because I love the gimmick of it. Webster, Webstore was just something about that damn grappling hook. It was the coolest thing. I would, I would swing it just like this, and, and I don't know if it was me trying to copy He-Man in the cartoon. I, I couldn't even remember, honestly, but I used to swing it around and throw it on top of Castle Grayskull and then zip line them up. It was just one of the funnest features for me as a figure back then, but I would go that. Wave four. Uh, it's, it seems like I'm picking a lot of evil warriors at times. Yes, I know I started with He-Man, but too bad it was just too damn cool for me. I, I, I love the bulkiness of them. I had I didn't have the flat back one. I didn't even know there was a flat back till years later when I think one of my buddies had, and I thought he had. I was like, is that what happened when it breaks? I, I thought he like broke his back, and then it was that's like, the one I got for my fourth birthday was the flat back too. No, really? Well, I just. He was so massive with that front and back for the big one. And I, I'd like him just punching people, punching people, punching himself. It was it was a fun gimmick. But uh, Wave 5, that one I'm going to have to give it to probably... Oh, Jesus. 
see, sometimes I'm going by memory. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going back. I love Snout Spout. I can't help it. I just, I love playing with Snout Spout. I loved uh, not only just to squirt, you know, the water to knock the enemies down, but I told you it was my killing the spider thing. My sister's just hate spiders. And when I heard that shriek of a scream and they're older than me, I knew what that meant. And I'd run into their room and sure enough, there's a spider on the wall in the corner. They're telling me to get it. And if we didn't have a broom, I would just fill up snout spout and squirt into that corner of the wall and bam, it fall and then I'd smash it. So I love my snout spout. But wave six. Damn. Oh, it's, it's like put me on the spot. I, I love... I love snake face. I've always loved snake face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with snake face. Uh, yeah, I just gotta do it. I, I like this gimmick. I'm just thinking of just things I enjoyed a lot. But I'm gonna go with him. I'll say snake face. Now, were we going past those waves, or were we? I couldn't remember how much further. Uh, we that's going. what Anthony gave us. He gave us. Uh, Stop there. He wants us to go through eighty-seven. Okay, because. Uh, all right, because I, I was almost going to put in the Energy Zoids, too, with a Snake Face. But I was like, no, I got to pick one. And I like that. I like being put on the spot. So th that's what I just have to pick, just going from favorites and fun that I have. Yeah. Okay. For me, though, this is going by Martin McFly pops, pops up outside my apartment right now. So I go back and go after what I desperately wanted from those waves that I did not have as a kid. So wave one is going to be beast man. Cause I desperately wanted a beast man. Cause I had he-man and skeletor. I had Tila. I had man at arms. Didn't have Stratos, but I eventually would get Stratos in early age, but I never had beast man. So beast man would be who I go after in the first wave. Um, Triclops would be from wave two. Cause he was my favorite of the original evil warriors. I desperately wanted him so, so bad because of the cross cell artwork. And he was my favorite of the formation villains. Um, wave three will be Clawful. Um, yeah, because Clawful to me is is, is the the most like uh, just imposing, intimidating, and and badass uh, from a physical standpoint of the skeletons. As a kid, like he was just that imposing to me. I just thought, God, this guy is so tough. Like just looking at him. Um, uh, next would be uh for um wave four um. I pretty much had everybody that was released for other than Modulot. Modulot oh. was the only Horde member I didn't have. I had Spycor, I had Stinkor, I had Cyclone. I didn't have Mossman. Hmm. Mossman. I take it back. Mossman. Um, because I, I remember seeing Mossman once at a, a, a friend's house, and I just thought, oh, man, this, guy, this guy's just unbelievable. And I had stories that had Mossman in it, but didn't have Mossman. So. Probably just strictly from the, the child desire standpoint, I, I desired Mossman more than Modulock, even though Modulock is my favorite Horde member. Mossman for Wave 5, or Wave 4. Uh, wave 6, Snout Spout, because I desperately wanted Snout Spout and just knew him as the elephant guy as a kid. I just the thought he looked... I, I, and when I saw him in the, in the Christmas special advertisements, I thought, oh my god, there's that elephant guy! Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, the last wave, uh, Clamp Champ. Because Clamp Chat was someone that I took notice of on the on the uh, card back when I got the Faker figure, and obviously in the Search for Kelder mini comic, but the cross to artwork is what sold me on him. And I thought there's a, there's a, a heroic black character in the He-Man toy line. Like I've got to have this guy. Where is this guy? Who is this guy? My brain and, exploded uh, when that wave came out. Like I told you, I, I got I got some money for my birthday. My mom took me to the mall, and she said, "Okay, let's go do some shopping." 
and you never knew back in the day when anything new was coming. You just prayed. I just remember walking into that hobby toy store in the mall, walking towards where the He-Man section was, and there was everything sitting right in front of you with Ninjor and Scarlow and King Grandor and the Sorceress and just all of them. Like, I couldn't even comprehend. All I knew is I just remembered you seen the new, you know, blister. You've seen a character you ever knew. It's like, oh, my God. And then Clamp oh, my God. And you're just grabbing everything. And, and I had just enough money to get them all because I think they were like $5.99 at that hobby toy store back in the day. And I felt like I was rich for my birthday that I got, I think it was 50 bucks. Wow. Man, that was what a fun, fun birthday. And it's, it's hard to pick a favorite in that way just because, damn, it was just so fun grabbing every single one of them suckers. You know, it ain't at all that I've heard this story so many times on this podcast and outside the podcast, but I tell the story as like, I didn't have these as a kid. So you have to come along and tell me about the story, how you got not one, but all of them that I wanted as a kid, but you got them all in one fell swoop. And, and just, Joe, and just no matter what, Joe, Joe still manages to find some damn way of, I think I managed to get to the mountain and, I don't know. I guess the banana peel comes flying at me, and I slip on it some, somehow. I don't know how. You can't question these kind of things because you don't know how how this happened. And Joe somehow manages to come in and say, "I'm better than you." No, it was it was just yeah. what awesome. <laughs> I mean, that for me, it was just it, it was just hyper excitement. I, I loved any time you seen something new, but just to know that oh my god, and I looked and I had the money for all of them. Not that I'm rubbing it in, but I just I was like, oh my god, I can buy I can buy all of these. And I remember seeing Faker. I was like. I think I faker. I already got faker. So I just passed him to the side. Yeah, so <laughs> off to the side. I, I, I'm too rich for that. I don't need that. <laughs> Joe, no. I think you and I were a lot alike as children. Yeah. 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 You know, you just, just obtaining all these things that Tyler never got as a kid. Yeah. Well, I'm standing yeah. outside with my, my little beret and my suspenders and holes in my pockets. And, yeah. you know, both Nathan and Joe were like, oh, mommy, I was so much really like to have the attorney place. Why, sure, darling. We'll go in there. We'll, we won't even put it on layaway. We'll just go buy it right now with all your pocket money. Throw it in the back trunk, and then we'll go down to Target. Where I hear they had those wonderful Thundercats layer. It's on sale right now. Oh, mommy, yeah, I just I didn't even ask for it, and you just give it to me right now. I and just, I just yeah. walk down the street with this cloud over my head. I was in my pockets, but I can't even actually put it in my pockets because there's no damn pockets in my pockets. I'm still hoping that one day I'm just gonna come across an Eternia playset really cheap somewhere at some yard sale in town that no they just don't know what it is and they're wanting to get rid of it and I buy it for I don't know like five bucks. I'm like, hey Tyler, look what I got. And he's just gonna he's just gonna throw up right there. Yeah, and that's when I just that's when I just grab the nearest robot fine, tie a nice noose, and just jump out the window and hope I don't crap all over myself. All right. Well, hey, now Zentron, he put in something. This is just a quote, and I think he's trying to screw with me. He said, spent part of my day watching war games and short circuit. He said, and this movie quote popped into my head. And I know this one. I told you, Zentron, you're not going to be able to stump me no more with Friday the 13th. He said, I think you should run that through your little computer. Yes, that's what. Oh, yeah, Friday the 13th, part four. That was part four, and that's what he said to Teddy. That's what Jimbo said to Teddy. So, yeah, when he had the panties. So, you ain't going to get me. I told you, Zentron, you're not going to get me on Friday the 13th no more. But, uh, okay, well, I got one more question, and this one, oh, man, it's going to rack my brain. Uh, that's, oh. I hate, the, you know, I always say, you know, I always usually get Tyler and put him on the spot. Well, somebody, Gino Richie on Facebook, gave this question. If you were to rank from toys to comics to cartoons in the movie, 
which was your favorite and to your least favorite? And I, I then specified because I asked him, I was like, okay, when you're talking about comics, are you talking about mini comics, comics, books, what? He's like, he said, this just basically put all the comics books into red literature and then cartoons all into one thing. See, I was like, tell him, I was like, well, that's kind of tough again. He's like, you could split the cartoons if you want. I said, okay. So, well, I guess my favorite, I was going to go favorite to least favorite of all my canons of all masters from one thing to another. For me, it was always, well, it was the toys first. I, I just, I love the damn toys. And he did mention art as well. Uh, I love the toys just because, well, I mean, I bought them suckers. I play with them. I use my imagination to create stuff. Then actually the art, I kind of almost want to put second because it's like the art drew me into buying a lot of the toys. And from whether you're looking at the box art or you're looking at stuff on the back of the figures or the posters and everything, it's like each piece is like telling a story. You know, you had to use your imagination just to do that. So I would say that. Now you would think I would go cartoons next and rank those, but I, I was, I read before I watched cartoons and I had the, you know, the mini comics and some of the other books. And I love seeing, don't get me wrong, I love seeing He-Man on the big, you know, on television, love seeing She-Ra, it's great. But I liked using my imagination again, even after reading the comics, like further and making more adventures. And I just like seeing and looking at them. Then it came to the cartoons. And of course, I, I love Filmation He-Man, then Filmation She-Ra, then MYP, then New Adventures. That's where, I, so New Adventures is on the bottom of my cartoon list. Not saying it sucks, and that's how it has to be, but mine. You can say the cartoon sucks, just don't say the idea of the mythology no. sucks. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Just no. no. no so <laughs> then I put that there, and then, and and it took me a while to come <laughs> across. With intensity. No, it took a while for me to come along around to watching the movie more <laughs> as I got older. So the movie is the last of all the canon. So between the toys, then the art, the books, and the Ooh. cartoons and all that in the movie. The movie it, again. I, I like feel a hate now. crime coming on. I hate as a kid. I hated the movie. I started enjoying it more as an adult, but I still, out of all of those, I'm putting the movie last compared to the art, the toys, the comic, you know, slash books and literature, and the cartoons. I'm just waiting on Tyler to be like, you didn't deserve to buy that entire wave that one day. Yeah, he, in fact, Joe didn't deserve any of it, you know, because he's just like, oh, I'm so much better than this. I'm going to play video games, and, and I'm in the chicks, and so I'll steal their belongings. And, you know, he turned to a life of crime in video games, and here I'm just like, can I, can I have a snout spout? Does anybody have a snout spout I can trade? Like my uh, That elephant guy. Yeah, the elephant guy. And whereas Joe's just have you and Nathan just having all this stuff just dropped. It's just loads of toys and dropped at your, you're like, oh, well, I'm not in the mood for that today. I'm going to play the Sega Master Drive beta system or whatever what? this show always like brag about just to say he-man world oh yes the my cart myp cartoon is fantastic he-man world says myp cartoon is the best of the series to you no and i can see that i mean it's a fantastic say what captain yeah. african you're gonna have to come on and, and and uh and discuss that 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 that's that's a bold statement man well you do yours now of all the stuff remember it's literature art merchandise cartoon movie all right captain african i need to know what do you prefer more, the movie or the 2009 cartoon? Now that put him on the spot. All, All right. right. Um, the toys are what got me started, so I, I wouldn't have a, a, a my passion for it um, without the toys. Um, I'd probably put the literature last only because 
Um, not to say, I mean, because every bit of it had a major impact on me. I mean, all of it did. There's not a single bit of what we've just been asked to discuss that did not have a major impact on me. I mean, all the cartoons had an impact on me, all the mini comics, all the golden books. So this does not, uh, this is not like Joe where he says, well, I just didn't like it. You know, no, no, no. All this stuff was beloved by me, cherished, reread, rewatched over and over, played with uh, it all. Everything got used multiple times over and over and over again. So it probably would have to start with the toys. Um, and then the filmation cartoon, because that led to the, that's what they kind of went hand in hand. Then the movie. And, um, because the movie still to this day has, has, has had such continuous impact and effect on me. And I just studied that film left and right all over the place. Um, and is there five elements, Joe? Well, he wanted kind of the cartoons. That's when I seen it dissected where he almost wanted the cartoons ranked. That's why I said, well, oh, okay. Well, cartoons ranked filmation. And then uh, She-Ra, I mean, well, He-Man, She-Ra, 2000X, and New Adventures, strictly because the New Adventures cartoon, I, I, I like the mythology behind New Adventures better than 2000X, but the 2000X show in terms of the storytelling and the, you know, the voice acting. Well, we had the cartoons ranked the same. We at least ranked the cartoons the same. Yeah, yeah. But no, the mythology in New Adventures is, is superior to, to, to 2000X because... New Adventures didn't have that uh, King Grayskull lame-ass idea in there and, and connecting Fisto and Tila and Man-at-Arms all together and all that nonsense. Um, but, uh, okay, and then... Uh, then you have the art, then you have the movie, and then the literature. Okay, I'd probably... Well, to me, the art, I couldn't read as a kid, so the art was what I went by when I looked at the mini-comics. It when sucked I went, you like, in, though. It did, yeah. That art yeah, sucked you so, in. Yeah, yeah. so I, to me, I can't separate the art... From the from the the comics because up until I could actually learn to read, I just had to look at the pictures and tell the story through that. Well, the reason um, I separated and he wanted to separate is you know posters, box art, everything. Because remember, the art of Masters of the Universe is just so powerful and vast from everything. So that's why. Well, so I mean, I really, I really, and I and I appreciate this question, but for me, I guess based on you know, I'm coming along as all this stuff is winding down, so it all has a massive impact on me when I'm picking up Cyclone at Hills and I see the Errol McCarthy are on the back of it. And I'm looking at the Minicom and the presentation of the exploding rock with Cyclone standing there with this lenticular sticker. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a package that I'll never forget picking up or getting Rio blast or picking up He-Man and Skeletor for the first time at Kmart in the, in the, in the kind of dump bin size uh, table. Of, yeah. It it's, it's, I, I can't really separate it all because it all came together. So, so close together. The well, that's movie what I mean. I guess from what he said, so at least you said first, you said the toys, and then you said the cartoons. But then the art is its own entity, so then now you have the art, and then you have the movie, and then you have... Uh, well, uh, what the hell did I just say? I just I lost my train of thought. And the, and the literature, like the, oh, the, the stories themselves. Exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I had to use the, the artwork to read the story, so that's why it's hard for me to... But, um, but as of now, just for, just, just of for now, the yeah. sake of argument, I'll say the, the the toys, filmation cartoon, the live action movie, the artwork because seeing like the Jitsu Night Stalker box art at the, on the top shelf at one of the toy stores at Tanglewood Mall, I'll never forget that. And then learning to read the stories because that was the last thing that came along. So, okay, all right. Well, that no, that is that's a, no. I like that ranking as well. And Nathan, I didn't know if you 
how in depth with masters you are, but I mean, do you have a choice if you could choose from at least your own, you know, personal experience? All right. Well, the, the chat's probably gonna completely hate me, but when it comes to masters, I I would as Tyler Tyler's kind of defined it for me. I I would say I'm casual fan, maybe just a slight grade above it. You know, I'm not gonna you be just hang up now. Could you please just like disconnect? Yeah, there's the door. <laughs> like, goodbye. <laughs> Like, what the hell? He's like, I, I'm no, to, to Nathan's credit, though, like Nathan uh -oh. has shown interest in watching the cartoons and the movie has sought out some of the toys, like particular characters. Um, you know, he is actually, you know, of course, he'd like to slam it just to piss me off. Like, the, <laughs> no, you know, and I'm just giving him things. a hard time. That's but, why no, I'm here Nathan, you know, since we became buddies, has. You know, he has had an appreciation for He-Man and knew that it was cool and that the, the mythology in it and the heroes and villains. Well, I, I've, I, you know, despite giving Tyler hell when we first became friends over it, I, I have a history of mass. I did have a collection at one point as a kid that unfortunately was sold off at a yard sale. But I remember watching the cartoon. I, I just don't have many of the vivid memories because as that sort of came along like tyler said we were sort of at the tail end of this thing and by the time i sort of started you know turtles kind of picked up for me and that just took off so i i wish that i had gotten more involved with it and got into it more but as tyler said you know i've come around to it a lot more in recent years i appreciate the mythology i love the artwork the artworks i, I would rank that up there honestly that probably go with Nathan's first because I, that okay. is something that Nathan has always been attracted to, and just recently he purchased the Horde poster from the from the from the magazine. Just yep, sitting right itself. right above Tyler's head. I have that exact same poster. I just put it into a frame. I need to get a, a black background to go behind it though, because right now it's just the the white backing that came with the insert that was in the frame. But uh, yeah, I would probably put art up there first, just because you know, okay. for me, it's that's what drew me into it again was just seeing that uh i would go ahead and rank the movie up there pretty high too so I, all right i'd say <laughs> look look at Ty. he's he's like i'm so proud he's just gonna start crying if, if right i here. had a diploma to give to nathan right now i'd hand it to him and i would i would want to give a great age and just say we're here to honor this great man here today I think this yeah. is his way of kissing your ass after insulting you earlier. It's like, what can I say to make Tyler real happy? Well, I think I'll I'm gonna hold to it. I don't want to hear that he's just, uh, you know, pulling a, uh, a, 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 a Benedict Arnold on me here, and he's gonna be a turncoat and say, oh, oh no, I was just, I was just saying that, you know. By the way, know. you know, and then insert Chris Pratt joke here or yeah. something. And like now that. No, no I, I, I believe he's being sincere when he says that, though. Yeah. All right. Well, now he has the merchandise. And, I mean, excuse me, the toys slash merchandise, the literature, and the cartoons. What after those? I mean, I would, I, I would go with uh, toys next, then the cartoons, and then the literature. Oh, so you put literature last, too. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. Oh, and Captain, uh, oh, excuse me, He-Man World in the chat. <laughs> he did say that uh, it is the movie, yes. So if he had oh, of course. Yeah. And that, that's why we love... Uh, he-Man World on this podcast because of, of his extreme support. And if you want to see that kind of support, check out the recent He-Man documentary. You'll see He-Man World just talk about the greatness and wonders of, of a movie that uh, you know continues to be underappreciated. But it, it's it's continuing to grow on people. And as we we point out people for being morons and saying the idiotic things they have said about the movie. And 
They all they all see the light. You know, that's what we're here to we're here to we're we're the ministers of truth on this podcast here. And I always like, like I like being put on the spot. When somebody can put me on the spot and make me do that definitive answer, you know, it, it's hard at times, but oh hell, it makes your the wheels in your head spin and start turning and thinking and trying to do some type of order. So I always appreciate it. And also DJ Donnelly, thank you for joining us. And Kyle Kendall just joined us in the chat room. And I was gonna say, Kyle, if you have a question you want to give us before we wrap it up. Be yeah, sure see if we can get like one or two more questions, and, and then we'll just well, you know let's, let's go out with a couple of, of a couple more zingers or something like that. You know, yeah, let's, if there's let's anything you guys cap it all. Up. Yeah, we'll do two two more questions if you guys have two more questions. But you can go ahead and Zentron really quick. Anyways, said animation wise for Zentron was New Adventures, Shira, Two Thousand X, and He Man. Ooh, you, that's he put big. filmation He Man last. Um, I think that's what he did. If he's meaning from best to worst, I think Zentron, you can always clarify that if that's what you meant. But uh, that might be hell. Like you said, there might be people that love New Adventures more than anything. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm all about uh, putting New Adventures at the forefront of anything because it, it's it's heavily unappreciated. But uh, um, you know, to put he, the filmation he went dead last. Hey, it's, wow. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, uh, one quick thing. Anybody else? I showed a quick little thing of it, but uh, you know, I have my Oracle, and everybody has an Oracle figure. Yeah, but you, I, what, what's with that product placement? You kept shoving in front of the camera. This, well, this is one I've had, like I said, a while. This is an extra Oracle eraser, and I painted it up because it just came in a really bland color. But as a kid, this Oracle actually was my Oracle because he fit in with the figures and looked smaller and looked like he fit in better than the gigantic Oracle that you stuck the thing in for him to zip around and spin. So. Yeah, if you guys have extra Oracle erasers, I'd say paint those little suckers up because they fit in good with the vintage. So that's his way of saying Joe will paint yours for a fee. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, no, Kyle Kendall, uh, we will do maybe next week we could try it, or if it ain't next week in two weeks, trust me, we'll try because we might be doing this on a different. Uh, well, we are going to be doing this next week on a different day. It'll be on Tuesday. I mean, not this coming Tuesday, but the following Sunday when we normally record. Nathan's going to be uh, uh, busy at that time, but Tuesday of that following week, we'll be able to do Fans of Power. So it'll be two days later on the next week than normal. Uh, so Kyle Kendall, yes, we will do a collection tour eventually, but it won't be this next one. It'll be the one following after, I think. But we'll keep you posted. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to remember when we try to do that. I was trying to think of what would be next. Well, remember we got Danielle said she would join us too after after PowerCon as well. Yeah, but now if it would be on a Tuesday, I don't know if she'd be able to do that day. Well, I, I'll I, still, I, I'll mean, check. I, I probably not this one, but um, I always assumed it was going to. Well, yeah, I assumed it was going to be at the Labor Day one, but yeah, because I had forgotten that Nathan was going out of town too about that. Um. We'll just get in touch with her. We'll we'll get her on. Yeah. I know. I remember, she said she had family stuff going on that too. Exactly. Just, yeah. So. So we will get back with you on that. And also, oh, real quick, Dan Rice. I did want to mention something. Dan Rice earlier today. He showed some videos online uh, on Facebook, and it was so cool. His son Philip, you know, the one that I love, giving a hard time about Stratos. With oh, yeah, like picking on him about his is is a love and love for Stratos. Love Stratos. Like, That's when I would say Joe and shove him in the locker. I know I'm rotten, but. I like seeing what he showed because he he found a lot of videos that Philip was doing to where he was playing with his figures, but then also record himself. And he was making, you know, like uh, certain chapters for each one. Like he'd record, then edit and do it again and again and again. At the end, it said to be continued. But it started off where you heard him going, making a wind sound. And he had shadows flying around and flying around Castle Grayskull to see many faces. And just a kid's imagination running wild. It, 
you could actually just remember when you would do stuff like that when you were a kid. So that was really cool to see. So Philip, I did want to say, man, you did some cool videos. I like what you did, and definitely can see love Stratos and Alex. So uh, you you get your hand, arm slash, you know, you get that better. I know he, he heard it. He's gotten the cast. I think he's going to be having that on for X amount of weeks. I don't know, but you'll be back and you'll be stronger than everybody. So get yourself wet, you know, well. Now, uh, let me see. Was there any one last? Oh, oh, Adam Gabbard said, Joe and Tyler, do you like other cartoon shows besides He-Man and She-Ra for the 20th century? Um, I, I'm trying to think of anything else that I really got into. As I told you, it wasn't many things. Though. I see, when it comes to cartoons, that's when you, I always pass it to Tyler and Nathan because they've watched everything that you could possibly, possibly can imagine. You bring it up, I know they're going to say they watched it. But, like, okay, well, I might as well just go to Tyler, then Nathan, and then ramble about the stuff that I didn't watch. But go ahead. Well, Nathan, how about you? Why don't you start off first, and then Tyler can. Oh, boy. Uh, gee, I, 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 all, all the stuff that Tyler and I have done on Capes and Commentaries are lots of things that I watched as a kid. Tyler can, I mean, we can riff off the list of just pretty much basically. Joe, yeah, you weren't really into anything else? Okay, well, like I said, I mean, of course, growing up then, I watched T-Man. But then, uh, oh, that—that's when the 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 chicks and everything came along, right? Well, yeah, after that. But I mean, before that, I mean, I mean, I was I was watching I don't know Scooby Doo and Looney Tunes and and oh, I love Dungeons and Dragons. Damn great ass cartoon that they didn't give us the final episode. I can't say it enough. Do a Kickstarter. I think they had the audio of all of it, but they didn't animate it. The kids were gonna make it home. You were gonna find out this twist at the end about Venger, which I'm not gonna say in case there are fans of Dungeons and Dragons and have not bought that DVD box set. I don't want to spoil anything, but I was like, damn it, Kickstarter, do something and just animate it in that style that they used to have and give us that final episode. Well, damn it, I wanted those kids to go home. That one time they made it home and Venger followed them and he threatened to destroy the world unless they came back and they had to come back. I was like, damn, because I thought they made it home. I think, I think this has been about three weeks in a row that Joe has brought that up. It happens every time. And Dan <laughs> Wright, it's good to hear. Dan Rice said that, you know, they got them erasers too. And I guess they do the same thing where they use the Orco uh, eraser as their Orco for their figures. So good. I'm not alone. Thanks for saying that, Dan. At least I'm not as nuts as I usually sound and people say I am. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Turtles, uh, Batman, the animated series. Uh, man, even some of the newer stuff like Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, uh, the 2012 uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon was really good. Uh, I mean, Tyler's going to say like Silverhawks and uh, Dino Riders, the Rambo cartoon, which we talked about. And he's super into that. Uh, Tyler, are there any other? I already say Silverhawks. I'm pulling a Joe here. I'm like, what did I just say? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Outside of He-Man, She-Ra, Thundercats, Silverhawks, GI Joe, Turtles, Bionic Six, um, Batman animated series, um, and the Rambo cartoon, of course, um, X Men, uh, the Spider-Man animated series, Spider-Man's Amazing Friends, the RoboCop cartoon. Um, I never came across the Dungeons and Dragons episode except maybe once or twice when it was on CBS and didn't really know what it was. And um, my brother ended up recording part of it by accident on our, our Christmas cartoon tape and always pissed me off. So I would always see the beginning of one episode attached to the, the beginning of Frosty the Snowman. Um, 
But uh, and then there was uh, you know uh, other cartoons. A oh, real Ghostbusters was another one I watched. Yeah, I, I can't believe yeah. I left out Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, Street Sharks. Yeah. Oh, I did. I watched yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters. Um, God, because there was there was so because I, I still love to reminisce about just like all those cartoons were so much better. Ducktales, I watched that one. Uh, Count Duckula. Um, Darkwing Duck. I didn't watch Darkwing Duck as much. I thought it was a cool concept. I just I just never got got into it. Um Gargoyles. Uh, that was another one I thought was cool. I just never never really kind of pushed myself to really get into it. Um The, My- the Mighty Ducks. I don't know why they did. That. I, I don't I, know why I didn't either. I just I don't know why they made that one. Yeah, I just felt like I didn't think the movies were doing that well to warrant a cartoon, but oh well. Um Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. I remember watching that. Tiny Toons was another one I watched a lot every day yeah. at school. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers cartoon and the Zelda cartoon. But watched both of those every week. Oh yeah, hell, Alf. Yeah. I loved Alf, and you Alf, know I watched both the the sitcom yeah. and the cartoon. I, watched I love that cartoon. It had a funky intro too. I don't know if you guys haven't seen that in years or haven't before, but you can always check that on YouTube later after you're done watching us. Just type in Alf cartoon intro. It has got a funky little intro. I used to love I, that. I thing. vaguely remember it. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna uh, do it, but yeah. Heathcliff. Yeah, Heathcliff. I watched that. Inspector Gadget, Looney Tunes, which oh, I still yeah. watch to this day. Yep, Inspector um, Gadget, Flintstones, and, and, uh, everything. Flintstones, yeah. the Jetsons. Uh, I watched a lot of Hanna Barbera. There was a a show that Hanna Barbera did that used to come on USA Cartoon Express because it was a you know they would play uh, syndication stuff. But it's one where all the Hanna Barbera cartoons were in races. And it, is that you know, wacky each, races? Wacky yeah, races? wacky races. Yeah, when that yeah, was yeah. on the USA Cartoon Express, I would watch that, and I, I thought it was a great show. Scooby Doo, like, yeah, Scooby Doo, Smurfs, uh, Gummy yeah, Bears. I watched, yeah, I Gummy Bears. Bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, so there was a lot. I guess it just took a little babbling, but yeah, there was a lot of things I watched. But then later on, once it started getting towards late '80s and early '90s, yeah, I was just done with cartoons at that time. But oh, and Jeff Prime just joined us uh, a little bit ago. Thank you for joining us. If I didn't mention that already. But, um, okay, Zentron had another a quick one. This one, uh, and I know Tyler will probably have a definitive answer, but for me, it's just I've never liked the thought of this stuff. He said, if He-Man was to be killed, how do you think it would happen? For me, again, what? I'll, yeah, for me, like, the same thing. Any cartoons and things I was watching, see, that's the difference. Comics, cartoons, that's our escape from reality. Especially, like I said, I'm not just saying if you had some bad things happening in your childhood or rough times and maybe you want to escape into another world, which that was a lot. I mean, it was a lot for some people for like, you know, going to Eternia and the hero always saved the day. And for me, I never seen or wanted to see my heroes age and die. That's why they're cartoons or they're comics. Unlike people, when you're watching a live action TV series and it gets to about season 10 or 11, if it makes it that long and the people are getting older or some people outgrow their part if they're a young kid in a show, it's called real life and aging. And you love this, you know, I mean, you love your characters, but, you know, eventually real life people, they're going to age, they're going to go and fade away. And it's it's a sad thing to even think about. Cartoons and comics, that's my one escape to where I don't want to think about these people aging. I don't want to think about them dying. I want to think about them being eternal and going on to live many adventures of good versus evil. Yes, there's got to be times when they're under strife and under danger and you got to make it, you know, like suspenseful. But I just never like the thought of characters dying. If you can keep writing it and keep making it enjoyable, I'll do it. I mean, I, I mean, I'll watch it. But uh, no, I don't like the thought of. I wouldn't even want to think of He Man, you know, or anybody like that dying. I just, I know people do it, but uh, I just don't like it. Um, <laughs> I have a smart ass answer. 
Oh, let's go ahead and do with that one then. All right. Well, as as we, uh, I mean, Tyler even kind of brought it up. Uh, you know, Chris Pratt shows up, says something God. really smart ass to He Man, and then He Man just falls on his sword. He's like, I can't, I can't do this. And Tyler's like, Yep, I couldn't either, man. I'm right there with you. There, yep. there's, there's a smart ass answer that Joe's been kind of wanting out of me. Yeah. Tell my family I love them and just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if anything, I put it in my mouth. You know. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know. um, so it's like tell Joe to go on the podcast without me. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Right it's there. like, it's like I'm, I'm hoping the blood from my brain just goes all over Chris Pratt's face, and it, he he's gonna live with that guilt the rest of his life. He'll you know, I can play going and kill himself too. Wow, I'm kind of thinking William H Macy <laughs> from Boogie Nights. You know what scene I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, I know something similar to that. All right, yeah. go go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I'm with Joe for the most part. Um, you know, I, if, if, if for whatever reason, just for the sake of argument, if He-Man were to ever pass on, it would just be due to retiring and he's no longer He-Man. He's King Adam, you know, and just dies of natural causes. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see a scenario where a villain comes along and stabs He-Man and kills him or uses magic to just obliterate He-Man into non-existence. Um, a great warrior like He-Man deserves a warrior's death, and I think to live a to a ripe old age where he is defended he uh, attorney as He-Man for a long, long time, and you could even say maybe when he's King Adam, continues on with the mantle of of being He-Man until it gets to the point where you know what you know you need this responsibility either needs to be passed on to somebody else, perhaps his son Hero. Um, yeah, so, um, but no, Joe, Joe's I, I, starting to hold his head now. Like, oh, I God, know, not this. Joe to say, God, this guy's got an ego on him. I was just telling Nathan about that very thing today. Um, that, that Joe just hates my ego with a passion. Maybe that's why he's just constantly trying to find ways to topple me all the time to show that, you know, he just takes a little, uh, uh a needle and just pokes the balloon to my ego. Just, well, I mean, just, I was about to ask if there was any more air in that room to breathe since your ego was kind of sucking up all the, the space. I can always make room for my ego. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I, I strictly see He-Man is, is, is continuing on infinitely, much like how you see Spider-Man in the Green Goblin. Of course, Norman Osborn is dead in the comics, at least how I like to look at it, even though they brought him back. But like Batman the Joker, Superman Lex Luthor, um, that these battles would just continue to go on and on. But that that's yep. the only way I would want to see He-Man pass on is he retires officially from being He-Man when he's, you know, King Adam and probably realizes, you know what, I'm getting a lot older for this. It's taking a toll on me. I need to pass on the responsibility to someone else or just turn the sword into Tila because people forget Tila is going to be the next sorcerer. She's not going to rule Eternia with Adam. You know, so which to me that makes an interesting story that his that maybe at, that Adam would give up being king, and you know decide to 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 take up resident in Grayskull, and say you know what I I spent all this time away from the woman that I love ruling without the queen desire, and if she's going to continue on in Grayskull as the, the guardian of Grayskull, then you know what? I'm going to spend my remaining days with this woman here. And then the throne gets passed over to a possible son or someone that, uh, that Adam decides, you know what? 
clamp champ. You've been a, a faithful warrior and a companion, you know, a, a loyal companion. I'm going to turn the throne of eternity over to you or to Fisto or to Cyclone or to Lizard Man or whatever the case may be. But that's the only way, just for the sake of it, I would ever want to see He-Man pass on is just, you know what? I'm going to go and be happy. And when I die, it's going to be with the woman that I care about. God, man, I could, I, yeah. man, yeah, I, could, bring, I could, I could, I could pull at the heartstrings of the public if they just give me the opportunity to write <laughs> He-Man for God's sake. God, man, I just pulled that right out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if there was any way, I guess, yeah, of old age. Otherwise, yeah, it's just something I would not want to see. It just would be, I mean, even strange, like within cartoons, you know, there's so many cartoons that have been on the air for years and years and years, and you see them as they always are. But how strange would it be if they made them age every year you've been watching them and then they're kind of older and it looks weird? It's like, no, I like some characters, how they look, how they're always supposed to be. But yeah, just some I don't want death. But yeah, I could see, like I said, old age, something like that. Great. And, uh, <laughs> Wait a second. Joe's like, yeah, 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 whatever. No, Dan Rice had to pull one last little uh poke before we get off of here, but he's like, Would you be the new King Grayskull? He says, Would you go for that, Tyler? That's so, that uh, son of a bitch. That Dan Rice had to get you. God. All right. Well, okay, well, guys, this is no, it's been an absolute blast. And of course, even Nathan joining in, even though he was just like, you know, playing around and sticking his finger in the light socket to see how many times he's going to get shocked. And we do still appreciate having you and your opinions as well. And that was, that was basically Joe's way of like, all right, we're never doing this again. No, 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 no. It'd be great to have you on again. But no, as for everybody in the chat, man, it's been a blast. I mean, I know, like I said, we could do this again and have a ton more questions. I tried to get to every single person I could, at least for the majority of the questions. I apologize if I missed anybody, but no, it's been a blast just covering every single question that you have. Yeah, here. this one, I think this was the, the the best one we've done so far. We've had a lot fun. of, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of support in the chat room, which is what we wanted to really go with and. You know, I thank everybody for taking time to show up. Whether you asked a question or not, if you just showed up and just wanted to be part of it, I, I, I thank everybody for doing that. Um, oh, th this was, yeah, I think this was a, a success. And I'd like to think that we would do this a lot sooner instead of waiting another year uh, or two uh, before we do this, because that this is, I think this is the way to go. Just had to do a live uh, chat responses and questions. Yeah, because new questions like could that. pop into their heads at any time. Other people. Yeah. In the chat room as well so yeah this is something like i said we could do more often than just once a year we could even do it you never know maybe every three months four months it just it depends we'll see how it goes out but yeah we'll definitely we'll do it more than once a year but again we hope you enjoyed the show it was great it was we loved having you and well uh i didn't know if you had any closing things you want to say tyler or if you pretty much that was it and we could wrap it up and then i'll tell everybody what they can do um i'll just say um uh check out he-man world uh, check out Kevin Sharp's artwork. Check out Axel Eminez's artwork. Um, check out Joe Amado's customs. Um, you know, if you like what uh, we have to say, you like hearing our voices, check out Beyond Retro Podcast, where we discuss movies of the 80s and 90s and television shows and video games and everything in between. Um, if you like our just cartoon talk, you know, check out Capes and Commentaries, where me and Nancy Nate will do commentaries of classic 80s and 90s action-oriented cartoons from superheroes to Rambo. You know, yeah, we're going all over the place with that show. Yeah, just, you know what, why hold back? We'll do, we plan to do Silver Hawks after Batman as well, too. So just so you know what, we're going all over the place. All right. uh, even outer space. Oh, um, let's see. And then, uh, you know, and if you like the, the many comics that me and Carson have done, please continue to be vocal with your support by, you know, sending me something, sending Carson something, or just 
post it on social media. Let us know you're into that. Um, we hope to have Danielle on the podcast here soon. I'd like to have uh, Captain Apkin on with us again and in, in sometime in the near future here as well. Um, I, you know, hopefully we'll get Axel on at some point too. By the way, Motu Matt was at PowerCon. And he, he took a video of, of Axel telling, uh, or for me, it's telling me I need to be at PowerCon. So that was the first time I'd actually had, like, heard Axel, like, talk to me, like, verbally, publicly, or, you know, with his Hispanic accent, you know, Tyler, you need to be here. I'm like, man, that was so cool of Motu Matt uh, taking a little video. Because uh, he heard about the call on the podcast, so he was a devoted listener to that. So uh, I appreciate him doing that. And, um I think it's really about all I got to say in regards okay. to that. All right. And I also, I did want to give a shout out to, uh, I, okay. Yeah. It was Alberto Campos. He did a live uh, tour from PowerCon uh, just the other day. And it was pretty cool. He was going through every single vendor spot. It felt like you were actually in PowerCon as he did this. And I told him I was going to give him a shout out and thank him for doing that. So it was really awesome. It was good to see it live. So thank you for doing that. It was uh, as, as close as I'm going to ever get to a PowerCon is was watching a live tour and feeling like I was seeing it through my eyes. So I appreciate you doing that, man. But as for here, you can always, like I said, subscribe at the bottom, ring the bell so you can be notified anytime we go live and share and like the page and and uh, check us out on Facebook. Fans of Power is on Facebook as well. I have a page there. But yeah, it was great having you. So all I wanted to say was until next time, have a powerful day. You get that way when you drink ginger ale? Oh, no, he was sniffing glue in the parking lot. Huh. Sniffing glue. Oh, man, I hope it ain't something that I've recently watched and I sound like a moron. Uh, I don't know, and I'm going to see if somebody can get that in the chat room. Uh, I don't know what the hell that is. If somebody doesn't get it in about 30 seconds, yeah, you're going to have to give the answer. So far, nobody is. Usually somebody will pop up with that quick. Sometimes it's JSP who was getting uh, those quotes, but. Could you say it one more time? You get that way when you drink ginger ale? No, he was sniffing glue in the parking lot. Damn it, I don't know. Oh, I want to feel, oh God, please don't let me Well, you and Nathan have both seen this movie because you guys have told me many, many times you've seen this movie and you like this movie. And it is a comedy, too. Do you know it, Nathan? Oh, wait, I should, wait, wait a second. Uh, Kyle Kendall said mall rats? No, but good guess. Uh, no, I, I I punk out. I don't know what you're going to have to tell me. Kingpin. Oh, God, yeah, it's been, uh, yeah. I have seen that. You're right. I have seen that many times, and I just don't remember that. I don't even remember thought you were a true it. fan. What a loser. I, yeah, I'm a phony. I'm a fake, so. No, I imagine right. Tyler just goes through, and it's like, all right, uh, I'm going to hit him with a Kingpin quote. Uh, IMDB scrolls through the quotes. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good one. Oh, yeah, because while I'm sitting here in front of a live YouTube no, no, you, I'm using you, you my desktop it. over no, here. No, no. You do it before the show. You, you no, get no. it in. Yep, it's all right here. Uh, no, I, no, I'm, no, I definitely know what it is, definitely. But, yeah. Well, you got me, man. So, me, uh, Nathan, Nathan wants to challenge me on that. I will burn his ass if he wants to burn down about movie quotes. <laughs> there you go. See you guys next time. Later.